the psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden symbols and messages as well as all the lyrics of all the top rock songs. And they all sing the same refrain. This is a special request. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm your co-host, Mitch Shinasa. And the kid is the guy who just the cut champ. that song off. The champ quick. just cut that. You hacked that. That was a hack. That was a hack job. That was a hack job. I botched it real bad. Botched. Botched job. That wasn't Total. a fade. That was a cut. That was a, that was a cut. Hack. A botch. Terrible. It's okay. All right. You squished it. You squished it. You squished it. He did squish that. You did a full squish. No fade. Just squish. You got your dirty BHO in my rosin. I can see it. Oh, fuck you with your peanut butter and my chocolate. Bullshit. Get it? Because it's the peanut butter? Because it buttered? Oh, peanut butter. Get it? I got it. That's good. I like that. So, uh, we got an exciting show. Yep, I got to finish. Legends. Uh, legend. Fixing my, my... We got a, a true legend coming in the house here. Coming in the house? Well, in now. House. Actually, not coming in the house. You probably should not use the words coming in either. Just to say we have a true legend. No, I was talking... Us. I wasn't talking about that. I was I, talking about the true legend on the on the show. The actual... Tom Alexander. Yeah. The person you don't even know who he is. Yeah, kid. Why don't you tell us? Kid, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, champ. Why don't champ. you tell us why we're so excited about Tom Alexander? Yeah, tell us. Because you guys like him a lot. Because so you're really excited. <laughs> We've never met him. Can you believe? I know, it? but you, you 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 never met Bodie either, and you had your lips all over his cock. So wow, wow. it's gonna be a little tough. Wow. Uh, no, I have no idea who Joe Thanks. Alexander is. You told me earlier, and like I probably should have remembered. And that's a, yeah. but I've been and really he called him <laughs> Joe Alexander is probably the best part. What's his name? Tom, Tom Alexander. Alexander. Oh. I don't know. I've been busy. I'm right. sorry. Well, it's good. This will be a good show for you. You'll get educated. Yes. I will listen that happens. and be educated. And, and totally be like, and not, and fall not fall pay asleep. attention. I won't fall asleep. I promise. Really? I promise. All right. Let's hope so. And it's, and it's uh, we have to, oh, well, we're going to wait until he calls in. Or are we What's that? Announcing it. We're going to wait until he calls in. We're going to wait until he calls in. We have, we have wolf, two people. Wolf, yeah, nice. we have two people from Sensi Tips. We have uh, Tom Alexander and Wolf Siegel. Right. Which we're gonna wait, wait to announce the incredible Wolfie Siegelness of it all. Yeah, yeah okay, we'll there, do. there you go. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it's good that we have everything figured out ahead. Mm-hmm. Of we are strictly professional, and then uh, so sur- professional. Sur- that then surprise to me. And then surprise to me when I came in. I didn't realize we had in studio in studio guests, guests <laughs> in house guests. Studio. This is a studio, by the way. It's a house. I know it's your house, but it's now it's a, a studio. House. It's our studio. It's not whenever our we're, house. whenever, like when we hit a spot, you know, it's instantly the Adam Dunn Show studio. What's that? It's oh. Mitch playing again, like he does every week. I'm just making sure it's working. I'm monitoring. It's called monitoring. No, I'm monitoring it right here, right no, on this computer. No, someone needs the audio monitor. It's working. It's working. So we have Charlotte Green rolling through. This Charlotte Green. Uh, and we'll ki- Ryan, why don't you tell us why she's important? Oh, because she said, "Fuck it, I quit." And she owns a dispensary in Alaska. Yeah, but you, you say fuck it, I quit all the time, and you're not famous. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I've done that I've so many times. Probably a salty five to ten times as many you're, times can as you, she's uh, done so, it. So and yeah, I'm not I, met, I admire her, so, her uh, professional and highly visible saltiness. Who's she's a salty hero. She could be in Salty Tips magazine. Salty. Tips. She could work at the Salty Pretzel Stand with me. Ooh, you guys would crush. Now that's salty. 
That's <laughs> Mitch's favorite part. He loves that. I don't get it. Um, is what it is. Is what it is. And we may have, if I, I forgot to send him a message, but we may have uh, Noel from Noel who's in town with AJ. That would be good. Send it up. Send that message so up. That's like a flavor pack coming It would over. be good to have good dabs. No, not rising. What the fuck is this? Well, can we talk about what you did this week? Kid. Made the best rosin of your life. I can't believe you have a Batman on the back of your phone. I was just thinking the same thing. (laughs) When he cried about me having this. I gave away all those stickers yesterday. Ryan, what are you doing? We're talking to you on the show, bud. I'm talking about guests. I'm talking guest stuff right now. I just think that Charlie might be a little bit late. That's all. Um, All right. I don't know. It's okay. Like it's a, that, the but then it's not our fault because she's late, so it's okay. You know, she comes in late and we're in the middle of something. That's, that's not going to have to wait. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I had a good week. We I just finished up pressing our cannabis cup entry, which I'm only going to say we have. I'm not going to say anything else about it. Apparently, yeah. we have and we have Wolf's Eagle calling four minutes early. <laughs> that guy likes to be a little early. Mr. Early Guy. Let's see. You want to just tell him to call? We'll bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him in. Just tell him to call you back. No. Bring him in. Bring him in. Click the button. Come on, click it. You did not. I did. I clicked it. See, it's not letting me click it anymore. What? See? Well, if we got you. Anything. No. Oh, no. No, we do not. Call it back. Kid couldn't handle I it. I can't. You can't <laughs> call back from Skype. Oh my God! You oh, really don't pick up on Skype these to Skype call. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we can. They can't. Impossible. All right, I'll call him right now. Skype to Skype doesn't work. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. we did. It. Doesn't work. <laughs> Kid, you're so technologically advanced. You mean champ? Hello. Hello. Hey. How's it going, Wolf? Good, good. How about yourself? Great, and happy birthday to hey, you, sir. Hey, there it is. I was gonna. Say, I didn't want to say happy birthday till we had you on the line. So happy well, birthday. I, thank you very much. Uh, no? I can't believe I got to this point. I'm pretty sure it was last week. I was 35. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought you were still are. Yeah, yeah, you just turned 36. Right? Yeah, right. That's what we thought. Well, me and Jack Benny will hang at 39. There you go. Just hanging in there. So uh, we're really excited to have you on for today's episode, and uh, we're excited to uh, you know share this with your listeners uh, on the replay on the Farmer in the Sky. And uh, yeah, I, we were just talking to our young friend Ryan here about the significance of Tom and, and uh, the contribution he made, and you kind of called it an opportune time to talk about it. Uh, so how did you get involved with Sense Million Tips? Um. Originally, I was a customer of a company up in Seattle called Hydrotech, and I'd go in to buy equipment from them, and Kevin, the owner of the company, was somewhat uh, loquacious. He had diarrhea of the mouth, and um, so he'd take a long time talking with people, and I would be waiting, and someone else would come in in back of me. I'd start telling them about the equipment. Well, eventually... Kevin figured out that I knew a little bit about stuff and was relatively um, eloquent or articulate, and um, we started writing together for Tom. Um, actually, Kevin started a little bit before I did, and so Kevin Bjornson and then a guy who worked for him named Larry did a lot of our putting stuff together from ideas that we had. Um, we started writing as the Farmer in the Sky in Cincinnati Tips magazine. Which was, it was the uh, internet forum of the day, the Growers Forum. There was nothing else that the information went out like it did on Cincinnati Tips Magazine. And the guy who was the publisher, the guy who is our guest today, 
Tom Alexander, was one of my heroes because, I mean, this guy was out there on national television because they wanted to know, well, you've got a magazine about growing marijuana. Um, and he had the courage to say, well, yeah, and this is what we're doing and this is why I'm doing it. And he's going to, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing him say it, all about it. Exactly. But um, he, you know, he made it possible for those of us who were experimenting to take what we had come up with and share it with other people and get that same thing back from those other people. So, you know, uh, Sea of Green, just an incredible number of things that first appeared in Cannabiculture came out of Cincinnati Tips magazine. And he inspired, Tom inspired me to put myself right out front as well. This is what I believe. This is what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, well, here I am. Yeah, and a lot of it was, and what I loved about it was that um, it was just brought intelligently, you know what I mean? Like, everything was brought to you, and you could see, like, okay, this kind of works with all plants. This doesn't really feel like it's so pigeonholed for cannabis, even though it was sensitive to the tips. It was still written kind of smart. Like, everything was, you know, very kind of generic. Like, this is a plant. There, we're going to cut the plant here, but we're not going to sit there. And it wasn't, like, all, like, high times is all, like, maybe eye candy, but not necessarily any, there's no meat there, you know what I mean? And this is all... Kind of like how when you read Rob's book, how it's all handwritten, you know, hand-drawn things or not. It's not about the full gloss and all that, but it, the information is what's the most important part. And that's what I loved about it. Every time I'd pull it out, even though it was just a thin magazine, you know, or just a regular-sized magazine, there was a wealth of information, and it kind of seemed like I had to reread it every time. Like, I'd kind of go back and read them again and then be like, oh, okay, now, because especially if you're doing it, it makes more sense. You know what I mean? When you're just reading about it. Oh yeah, it's always the same. You know, you're reading about it, you're thinking about it, but you're not doing it. And then you do it, and you're like, "Wow!" And that, you know, one month of doing it, I learned way more than in the ten years of reading about it. You know, what I mean, that, that's just, <laughs> that's just the way it is. And a lot of people have literally read about it for years before they ever even put a seed in the ground. Maybe you know, ten years even, and got so much garbled information by that time that you can't figure it out until you put the thing in the ground. You know, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, okay." The thing I loved about Sense Tips when I came across it, much it wasn't current, you know what I mean? It was way recently. But compared to like the high times that I'm used to reading, it wasn't... I guess now it's a lot of beginner-level stuff, but at the time it wasn't beginner-level stuff. It wasn't like, oh, this is how you crack a seed. It was yeah, no, it was what was new and what was theoretical. That was That's what's... Re- and, that, and like you said, yeah. well, oh, there was like There was like, you know, good articles about light interruptions. There was articles about all sorts of stuff that you were just like, oh, wow, this is cool stuff. Like, you know, things that you've thought about, but now there's somebody actually giving you a little bit of a, you know, either backup on it or telling you to forget about it, you know, things like tissue culture and stuff like that, that only until recently have even gotten to the point where people can pull it off you know but everybody of course some some great examples of that would be aquaponics yep. was it, its possibilities in cannabiculture was first discussed there uvb supplementation although now it looks like it's a as well was first discussed there and then high times picked it up and put a really good article out high times i'm not going to say they didn't have some good stuff no they did but since tips was hard when right. you went to read it, you knew you were going to learn stuff. And right. That was just, <laughs> it was a lot then. You know, the, the shops and that was where every bit of information that went out, went out. It's so, and it's, it's such a drastic difference now where you do have the forums, even at Facebook where we connected. Um, 
Now there's too it's, much information, and it's not necessarily... Exactly. It's, there's it's, no... It's like you got to really... And it's weird. Like, I, I, when I read stuff, I'm always like, imagine if I didn't know that this is all bullshit. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, wow, I read this article, and it told me that, you know, this this one product does this. And you're like, no, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you did it, you used it, you know, you already moved on. And so a lot of those things... Or they don't tell you... You know, they'll tell you, of course, all the good stuff about it, and they might tell you the pitfalls of it, but if you do it... Just like aeroponics is one of those good examples. It's one of those things that, you know, when you come in as a as a beginner grower, it's kind of the way where people want to go. They want to have nothing. No medium, just spraying them on, you know, with... Giant people. roots. And, it's, and it, is, <laughs> it is the way to get the most, you know, highest oxygen uh, ratio at the root level. And there's things about it that are great, but it's also so extreme that if you screw up just a little bit, it goes, it goes haywire. If your root temperature goes up to 80 degrees... You get pythium. You get all sorts of things that you've never seen before. And then all of a sudden, and usually with those units, it's like the first round goes well. You know what I mean? Like, wow, this is really easy and good. By the second round, you didn't clean one little bit out, and <laughs> it just infects your entire thing. And, and you can never get that thing to really operate as, as efficiently as it did when it was brand new, when you have to buy new stuff or your pumps don't get cleaned out properly and there's stuff inside there. There's a million things that go wrong because it's all technical stuff, you know? And, yeah. and that's only experience on technical that you can really, like, say, okay, you know, it's just like a guy building a house, you know, you could read all about it, but go build a house first with somebody well, who actually built a house before, because that'll save you a hell of a lot yeah, of yeah. Or you could just read a book, you but know. you're going to have a bunch of mistakes. These days, though, I'm sorry about interrupting, that's these days we have the internet, and we've got, like, over on Time for Hemp, we're setting up for a two-year project, we've got gardens right now we're going to be doing four closet sized gardens uh in order to be able to show the people back in the states with tiny plant counts and tiny possession limits how they can maximize what they're doing keep inside their estate limits and yet still not run out between harvests and we're going to step that up over the course of the next two years all the way up into some mega production facilities like a 40,000 square foot light depth lights up greenhouse that's geothermally pre-treated for HVAC so people won't just be able to read right I mean there are we've got YouTube now we've got resources that were unimaginable then and and it's as long as we get that knowledge out there to everyone, we are so not reversible. They're not going to be able to stick the genie back in the bottle. Even even if Trump got elected, they still would not. Be, they they still would not be able to put the milk back in the bottle. Our genies out there granting our wishes for health, granting our wishes for its use as a social lubricant. Yeah, you, me, all of us that are spreading that information are fighting the best kind of um, guerrilla warfare, expanding people's consciousness. And Tom's magazine, Sinsamia Tips magazine, was huge that way. And yeah. when nothing else was there. No, and the thing is that he was actually doing it when, like, before people put it all together. Like once Operation Green Merchant kicked in. And it was that whole like like the the awakening of the reality that you can't advertise anything related to cannabis. You can't because then people got scared. You know what I mean? Then everybody was like, I ain't gonna put a dime towards any of that kind of stuff because it's gonna set me up in the crosshairs. You know? And then, but I think when they were doing it, then they were still in that innocent time period when it was like you know beforehand when people thought maybe, hey, everybody's gonna figure out that this stuff's you know it's beneficial and it's it's a good plant. You know? What I mean, which is where we always were. 
and now it's taken what like 25 years for everyone else to kind of figure that out and all of a sudden they're like oh they were on the i mean now of course that magazine could could flourish again because of the fact that the information is necessary i mean especially norcal and stuff like where you know people have their own program they've been doing it for 20 plus years or whatever and then they they, you know they of course are always open to new ideas hopefully (laughs) but at the same time most of them not because they'd rather just do what doesn't get you know it wasn't broke don't fix it kind of thing and just to be able to kind of like communicate not just on an internet level because internet is full of just mind traps and you know just like you don't know who you're talking to is this kid got experience or is he like sitting there just you know with his 15 high times trying to tell you stuff that you're you're like really okay that's not that's not a library of of information there of you know of backup information whereas with sensi tips like i only had like a couple i had like maybe three issues before i moved to europe and then i carried them around with me forever you know what i mean like i i literally wore them out you know what i mean just because of the fact that the information was timeless you know and i pulled it out all the time and people would be like where is this from and when we talked to Tom, I mean, I actually called him up at one point and I wanted to buy a bunch of stuff and just have it over there in Amsterdam because I had my bookstore. So I was like, you know, hey, get some of these. And we were communicating, but we never pulled it off. I don't know, it was stoner stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, um, there's – I was – it's interesting because I just got sent the only copy, that the only one volume that I have um, – this lady, Bad Kitty Smiles Cat, who has been working in healing people for quite some time, um, sent me the issue in which Tom talks about Sea of Green and in which I distinguish Sea of Green from the plantlet method that Super Sativa Seed Club was talking about right. uh, at the time. So it's it, she couldn't have sent me a better one right. uh, from my point of view. Um, it's and it's but like. Tom took it from being mimeographed. You were talking about the rough, looked like someone could have hand drawn it over the course of the magazine's evolution. Yeah, then I had the book went, too. I had that Best of Sensibility Tips book. That was for. Uh, that was a good book. I think yeah, I had that came out while I was on involuntary sabbatical. <laughs> All right, exactly. In Ode Two, right? Yeah, that was Ode Two. Yeah, there was like three years or so left so but you know and the progress when i came out of that first time i was like um okay we went from zero tolerance to we're back a little but now we really are back 1985 we were advertising grow equipment in portland on the most popular station in portland now we've got dispensary ads on one of the most popular stations in portland took us 26 years to come back from green merchant but hey, we are back strong and solid and we can't get turned back yeah no you're you're 100 correct when you say that the genie's out of the bottle that's for sure like that's getting so to the point where it's almost like makes me i don't know i wouldn't say nauseous but sometimes it does because every day <laughs> i'm opening up like oh my god Did, like I, I sent you that woo goo crap yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I mean, that was like, crap. My like, phone died, thankfully, so I didn't have to keep looking at it. Like, like just people don't have the right ideas, you know what I mean? And they're just jumping in, like everyone's just jumping in with their I, like, whatever money making idea. And like we, like I was looking at this, uh, they licensed Wu Tang Clan and Ghostface Killer was promoting it, and it was like coconut pineapple flavored weed stuff. And I was just like, what? Yeah, like, it was come like oil. On, 
but it was gross in a pen. It looked <laughs> you know, just like, really? So that's your marketing idea? Like, you're going to come up with some coconut pineapple flavored oil and think that people are going to like like that? Like, no, none of us no. are going to like that, you know? And that's the problem is people are coming in just with the weirdest ideas because of the fact that they just started smoking weed last year or, you know what I mean? And you're just like, wow. I think you guys got to, like, step back a little bit, let the plant sort of express itself and show that you don't need to cover it up with... It's like, you know, what is the point? You know what I mean? We're, like, sp- spraying plants with <laughs> other flavors that don't even... that aren't even associated with it. You know what I mean? have nothing to do with it. Yeah. When, which, when they first passed you guys' down in Colorado's medical laws and they were allowing infused products... I had one friend who took cannabis, sprayed it with cannabis oil, and he actually got away for a while with selling it as an infused product. Right. No, I know they, was, they did that here for a while too. It was, it was everybody was coming out with all sorts of wacky ideas. It was, it was <laughs> but, and then people were selling weed that had been sprayed on with some extra, some more weed or whatever. You know, like now oh, it's infused. You know, and it was like, uh, but it was crappy weed, crappy oil, and then they'd put no. it into a, uh, a blister pack and hang it on the on the rack so it gets in the light so, so so by the time it's been up there for a few days it's it already totally yellow and you know just like are you come on guys like it, it's not that that's not what you do with it you know what i mean like it's not that <laughs> you just don't do that it's like that's things you don't do so that's and, how it's and, for yeah and but there are people out there who have been at it a while who are doing stuff um one one of the people that came on i started to talk about the tents um in order to be able to do it i I went to various people and we're we're going to be showing a bunch of different technologies along the way i've got one of uh i've got a light emitting surface light i've got a led that's part of a whole turnkey package that some people make um i've got induction lighting i've got ceramic metal halide lighting for the first four gardens i'm trying to show alternatives to 1K lighting and the importance of full spectrum um, along with, you know, just getting people aware, teaching people is... <laughs> and I got that from Tom. I really did. I, I was... I would have been perfectly happy to just keep growing and then with getting with Kevin and Tom presenting a forum that we could get information out on, um, it just... It, it took me to in the direction of educating and... Um, reporting on what was going on in in growing in cannabiculture. So, uh, so we actually, on a separate note, we're going to have Tom call in in a second, and hopefully Ryan okay. will be back to uh, answer. But uh, we wanted to talk to you about a new light that Adam was showing me. What, what was up with that light, Adam? The one you texted Synergistics. Uh, yeah, light. what is the deal with that? Um, um, it was a variable spectrum is what it was interesting about it. You could adjust the spectrum on it. Um, and I mean, they were hella expensive. They were super efficient. Um, they put out like about thirty percent more micromole than the same wattage of a HID. Or, you know, just again, again, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, stats and stuff, and we haven't seen it in operation. But it's pretty awesome, pretty awesome uh, looking stuff. I don't know. I think there's, I think we're at a lighting revolution right now, where things are just going to kind of snowball because oh, yeah. because technology is getting to the point where people are, you know. You can't look away from billions of dollars when you just can't. It's impossible for any company that's out there that's in the industry. They're looking for their piece, and all of a sudden, oh, we have Tom coming in. Perfect. And, and while HPS has developed really big in Holland, 
um, and many, many, many people have looked toward Holland. I think that cannabis culture has pushed the development of grow lighting much further than what was sitting still and is not much changed in quite some time. Um, this is the more dynamic lab for developing new lighting technologies and uh you know that reaching out is you, you said it's variable spectrum is it an led uh variant or is it it looks another- i mean it looks like a giant like a, a huge diode or something like that you know so but it's in the ball it's like in a weird it's in a it's in a format you can't tell what's going on you know it's one of those yeah, yeah it's really weird. It's, it's very well put together real slick marketing and stuff I'll look look up the i'll pull i'll send it to you wolf yeah. okay um now one we thing that we now. will see in this revolution we're 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 looking at multiple different technologies are going to get combined. You can't reproduce music accurately with just one type of transducer. Well, our lights are our transducers for putting out our spectral harmony. So we're, we're going to have to start looking at, okay, this sum and this sum and this sum, and then taking our meters and real, you know, people that are serious about it are all going to get into having their own quantum meters, their own photospectrometers. They've got handheld units now that, okay, so it costs you, you know, a couple grand. If you're serious about what you're doing and you're on large scale, that's pretty insignificant for really getting it tuned in by yeah, spectrum. You need, you, and, you need good intensity. tools. You need tools for the industry. Um, so we yeah. got Tom Alexander uh, on the line here now, so we're going to bring him in. How you doing, Tom? Hi. Good morning. Morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. Yeah, we're in the afternoon, but you know, you're in the. I think you're still might be creeping out of the morning into the afternoon. Yeah. Um, we're really excited to have you on the show. Um, well, thanks for having me. Oh, for sure. And uh, you know, Mitch and I are both big fans. Uh, Ryan, we're trying to educate him a little bit over here on, on some of the the founding founding fathers and the and the basics of of how we all sort of transferred information before the internet and before any of us could kind of uh, you know like really get the good clear answers on a lot of the stuff we were trying to figure out. You know and I was, a, like I said, I was a huge fan. I moved to Amsterdam in uh, 89, and I had, like, one or two issues with me. I had a growing edge issue, I think, also. And, like, those things were, like, to me, the most sort of sacred uh, because it, it was information that was outside the outside of what uh, was available besides, you know, because I had a bookstore there. And out of all the stuff I had, because it was, uh, you know, out of all the stuff I had, it was, like, those are the things I would never, like, I wouldn't sell them and I let people look at them, you know what I mean? And... <laughs> And then I remember I called you up at one point and even asked you if I could buy, a, like you said, you had a bunch in the garage somewhere, and I was like, oh, I'll take them, you know, but being a stoner in Amsterdam at the time, and I was just like, oh, well, they dropped that ball, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I had a bunch of them when I moved to California. I, I didn't want to bring them down here, so I just recycled them. But someday, uh, maybe I'll digitally put it all online. I'm just going in different directions right now. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and the great part about it, though, is a lot of that stuff, I mean, for people who haven't seen it, it's going to be eye-opening that they're just kind of coming into the, some of those texts now, and it's like, all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, look at that, there you go, it was, you know. Like you're, you just figured that out last week, even though <laughs> they were doing it in 1985. Yeah, and, and I mean, as far as cutting edge, it was also, like, what I loved about it was the the the, the way it was brought out was just so intelligent, you know what I mean? Because it was like... It, it doesn't have to be heavily wordy, 
but it also, I mean, there's real deep information, but it also, it's just the way that the drawings were made and stuff. It was real simple and like, okay, I understand that. It's the way I would do it. I would like sketch stuff out for people because it's easier sometimes to sketch it than it is to tell them, you know what I mean? And then in the sketch, they say, oh, okay, it makes... I think that's what one of the attractions was in the early years. It was so funky because I had no journalistic background. I was a business administration uh, major in college. And, you know, it basically came out of frustration and being pissed off that the authorities stole my crop in in 1979. And I wanted a a vehicle to uh, express my frustration. And then it just took off. Because I went down to Humboldt and Mendocino, all the way down to Santa Cruz, and and the growers just embraced it. And so I was basically just the uh, coordinator of all these people, Wolfie and a whole bunch of other people back in those days, to just get their word out. And my original plan was to do a book, but my grower friend said, no, do a magazine because we can have an ongoing journal to express our feelings. And so it just became uh, almost a life of its own because it had such a human interest angle to the stories and to the growers' uh, uh, tips and, and the way they did things. And so I was just a messenger, and I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, no, it's uh, – I mean, running a magazine's a huge job, though. It's one of those things where – Way you know, harder than a radio show. Yeah, the content thing must drive you. Must have, how many people did you have actually, like, say, working for you in the in the in the like the peak time when you had the most? Uh, I had uh, seven uh, employees on the payroll, and then a couple uh, people that were subcontractors. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was back in the uh, late eighties at its peak for sends me a tips, and then Growing Edge. I had uh, five employees. Growing Edge was actually more successful than Sensimia Tips. Yeah, because you could put that everywhere and every. Yeah. Then that's the thing is where the blowback was with uh, with the grow shops and stuff, you know, because I know over the years that I, I was very frustrated trying to like develop product or help out people with things because every time it was always like something about us was too weedy. You know what I mean? They were like, no. You you can't no people will know it's even you and they won't even no can't do it you know and I'm just like really what, what, what are you talking about they're like we're so corporately run now as far as you know when it comes to like back in the day was like maybe only Worms Way was the biggest guy I guess out there but now it's like you know with Sunlight and Hydro Farm and the way that they run their sort of you know you can't fuck up with them you know what I mean if you do you <laughs> lose your contract and now you can't sell. You know, eighty percent of the gear you get from them. You know what I mean. So they kind of. I mean, you were definitely helping out much smaller upstarts, and I mean, some of the biggest companies out there, like General Hydro and stuff, were probably your biggest uh, contributors. I would assume. Like, who was your biggest? Uh, who did the biggest ads back in the day? Well, Hydro Farm, General Hydro, um, uh, American Hydroponics. Uh, uh, I forget all. I had a good Hydrotech, which Hydrotech for yeah. a while there had the back cover or the inside cover. Dynagro was a big advertiser, maybe yep. back in the day. Dynagro, yeah. You know, Hydrofarm before they became Hydrofarm was called Applied Hydroponics, and then I remember that actually. Yeah. And then they changed it um, when Green Merchant happened and became Hydrofarm um, because they wanted to just create a whole new uh, persona. But, yeah, and that's when they and know, that's when they changed their entire like forget about it. We're not, you know, we can't yeah. can't risk it. 
But I think in the next few years, we're going to see either Hydrofarm, Sunlight get bought out by a big company, either miracle Grow or some other big company. But, you know, miracle Grow has expressed they want to buy more companies, and so we'll probably see yeah. another blockbuster sale or a, a buyout. I mean, I heard, I, I heard from the people that were kind of Sunlight reps here that they were – because uh, I always said this, like, yeah, you guys are just too anal with everything. Like, you know, they're like, no, no, they're they're definitely, uh, you know, starting to adapt, like, with weed leaf on the actual bottle or something, just because of the fact that if you're in a medical, if you're in a recreational state, they should be relaxed more about it. Like, you know, if you're going to do a cannabis-specific nutrient, which never could happen before because everybody was like, whoa, you can't do that. You know, I mean, that was always the, the stupid part is, like, everybody would go, like, in to get their tomato stuff, and you're like, come on, guys. Like, what <laughs> You know, we know it's for weed, right? So let's just talk about weed. And, you know, I know that many shops had a hassle after a green merchant because they had to, you know, if you had somebody come in in your store and you didn't know who they were, you'd have to, like, pretty much screen them you know whether you know and tell them in 18 different ways how they can't say anything about weed or cannabis or resin or anything and now everybody the information is just flying around like and like i was saying i think there's too much information out there now and it's almost like if you read stuff you almost have to like you feel obligated to tell everybody when they're <laughs> gonna fuck up everything you know like you might want to <laughs> not do that you know <laughs> <That's not laughs> but then again you might just want to watch it happen too like nah go for it you know let's see what happens but how do you feel about the online stuff? Are you thinking about, like uh, like you said, maybe putting it digitally out there? Um, well, what I'm focusing on now is creating a tourism company that, unlike all the other cannabis tour companies that only go to cannabis, we'd go to wineries, breweries, good restaurants, right. and then stay at Bud and Breakfast. So I'm trying to get that off the ground, and we'll start up in Oregon and Washington, where I, I used to live in Oregon, and I know a lot of people up there, and... Sure, so, no, it's gorgeous too. You know, they got water. So, they got water, and it's all yeah. green. It's all green at least. It's not yeah. going to be like going to NorCal, where you'll be like, it usually looks really nice, but it's kind of dry right now. But, yeah, but the weeds green. But being an <laughs> information provider these days is there's so many uh, printed magazines and online that it's you know just jumping into a really crowded field. And I plus I did it for thirty years. I want to do something different. Um, so that's what I'm trying to focus on. And then I get hired by companies that can't go to all these cannabis conferences. And I go and I collect intelligence on their competitors and give them an overview, overview of the uh, conference. And then some of the conferences I speak at, um, I only do – what's amazing is these huge conferences like in Las Vegas um, that are – they generate multi multi million dollars in in revenue. They don't pay any of their speakers, and yet they get top notch first class speakers. So I only speak at places that will pay me or pay my expenses. And uh, so I I spoke at the Northwest Cannabis Classic this year in Alaska, Oregon, and Washington. And so I I stay busy doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's amazing how much the kind of like all of a sudden they're overlapping and stuff too. Because I end up doing a lot of those things, and it's like you're going from one side of the country to the next, and uh, people don't sometimes forget that, especially when they know like they're all going for the same same uh, customer base, you know. And it's like can't you know, it's really hard to make people do those uh, multi events where you're you know 
even the next Cannabis Cup, I mean, it's two week, two weekends in a row this and time. And in between, there's champs. And in between, there's champs. And before right. it was AGE, you can go for like two and a half, three weeks. Yeah, if you really, if, if you, you had to. to, you know, if you had the cash to do it and you had the, the, you know, maybe you have something to promote or whatever, you could literally go for two, two and a half weeks just straight up, just all day, every day, yeah. trade shows yeah. or something, you know. And every weekend for, from, um, I think it's the 14th of next month, all the way down through October or November, you could go and not miss a single weekend. I know. And yeah, some so. weekends, there's four or five going on at the same time. Yeah, that's what so, I mean. But they're all going to, it's all going to fall out where there'll be, you know, some that go by the wayside and there won't be so many because they can't, it really can't be profitable when you only get a few hundred people. You got to have thousands. Yeah, no, and, no, I was I missed you at the Emerald Cup. I, you're up there, right? You were speaking up there also. Oh, that that is the top notch. I call them traditional wake and bake type award cup. I mean, there were twenty one thousand people. It was bigger than ever. I've gone three years now, and you know, even though I I call them the greed rushers and the vulture capitalists, put on the Vegas show. That's a good show, too. It's becoming bigger and bigger, and I've gone three years to that. And this year, you know, the first year I went, it was all suit, ties, sport coats. Last year, it was mostly sport coats. This year, it was a pretty much even mix, T-shirts and sport coats. You know, you can <laughs> you can yeah. see the traditionalists in, in T-shirts and then... Uh, the yeah, I was, I, was, I, I was there the last two years also, and I saw the same thing. Like, I saw... Like, I was kind of, like... The last year I, was, I went, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, nothing really new, you know, kind of like, but but I liked how they kind of brought it up a notch or something as far as they had food, and they, you know, they actually, you know, kept things like it was like a real event where you had speakers going the whole time, and then you could go into the main room, and then they had the food, and so I was like, all right, it was pretty well put together, um, but then this year I went, and I, every single booth that I went to, and I asked, because I always just ask everybody, all my friends that are there, like, hey, how's it going for you? And everybody was like, it seemed like everybody was like on some sort of Prozac or something. They were like, wow, dude, it's the greatest show ever. And I'm like, what happened to this show? Why is it the greatest show ever? They're just like, best show ever, you know, and all kind of glazed over. And not that they were really even that high. Like, they were just all like swamped with business. And they all just got like, they couldn't believe it. Like, some somebody was walking around throwing some huge deals down because everybody just seemed like someone had just told them like they're going to get, you know, so much money that they're just like, they were. that was it. They were done. Like, they were just like, passing out from it or something it was it weird yeah it was just weird every single booth that i went to even gabby was like over the moon you know and gabby bronstein is not the most over the moon guy usually at shows right so no. and he was like this is the best show ever and i'm like gabby if you're saying this is the best show ever then it must be because he's he's basically you know i know he's there to make sales he's not there to like party and hang out and be yeah. bullshitting with people he's at all the shows and he's usually pretty, you know, he's an honest guy, and he's straight up. He's like, nah, show's crap. You know, it was like worth, you know, wasted time. And that thing just, he crushed it, and I was amazed. So cool. I think those two shows probably are going to, you know, they're definitely going to stand out and, and make it. And there's a lot of these small ones that are, you see them coming um, in, and you're like, forget about it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I would add Canacon to that list and Canagrow. Canacon has 330 booths sold out. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they were... That's a good size. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, fighting through it, too, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's one of those things where you can have a good show, and then you can have a bad show, and then you can have a... Uh, Denver know. sucked, but yeah. Seattle rocked. Yeah. Yeah, I well, mean, 
It's, it's when you get like too many overlaps in the same city, then people just get burned out and they don't want to, they don't want to, uh, uh, you know, deal with yeah. it. And it's like, if you go to one bad show, it can really ruin the next show too, because <laughs> say at the same venue. Yeah, you know, there's like, only a couple venues that do it, and you yeah, get, and if you get a bad taste in your mouth at a certain place, it kind of it's hard to make that spice, you know, because no one's going to come in and really make it much different. It's just a bunch of same booths, you know what I mean? It's like unless they uh, go above and beyond. Denver was between the cup and that big investors thing. I think that they just planned it incredibly poorly. Right, but anyways, didn't mean to didn't mean to sidetrack it. No, and that's pretty much what I was just saying. Um, we're going to do a quick shout-out to our sponsors, and then we're still, obviously keep you guys on the line. Yeah, hang on the line with us, and we'll bring it back. And we'll bring it right back. Uh, take it away, Adam. Take it away. Da, 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 da. Way to grow our favorite uh, cannabis equipment and uh, supplier. And then seven locations all over the state. Biggest one, my favorite one, is at 1051 Platte River. That's your 20,000-square-foot facility with uh, pretty much everything you need. Easy access off the highway, and uh, they got uh, concentrate corner. And they truly are a cannabis equipment supplier. You know everything from you know yeah your grow equipment, your nutrients, but your you know that's where Ryan goes to get bubble bags in a pinch or a new washer or oven or you God, know, these guys um, are so needy. These these extraction extractors they need artists. so much. <laughs> these these artists that are so artists, artists are delicate bunch. They're but delicate. they can take care of artists at Way to Grow too. And if you go, they'll that's take, a good thing. That's a real and a, and a cannabis grow artist and all these master grow, yeah. master 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 artists. masters masters master extractors <laughs> take care of those guys. Uh, what sale do they have going and on the this sale, month? Sale I think is going to be the uh, is it the light thing. Yep yep yeah light it up sale. Booyah! I'll light it up the new light up the new year sale. $70 for the Hortilux HPS 600 watt, $60 for the Hortilux HPS 1000, uh, $130 for the Hortilux Blue 1000 watt, and uh, $90 for the Hortilux Blue 600. So obviously the this is where you get your $60 HPS Thales. Bam, Hortis. Stock up on them if that's the way you roll. Now's the time of year to do it. And, of course, every time you go, mention Adam Dunshow when you're checking out. They ask you what account you have. Say Adam Dunshow. You'll get... Hooked up, uh, not just with the candy that the kid loves so much, but with a fatty discount. I love the candy. Yeah, and if speaking of candy, <laughs> we have uh, our our favorite candy. Uh, yeah, big big shout out to Incredibles Edibles. Um, we should do an episode where we all just eat, eat edibles just keep right before, right yeah. in the beginning of the show. Yeah, for sure, Let's all see. of them, like all fourteen bars each. Sure, just stack them. Or up. we could do like a, do like a, a like sandwich, a, like a turducken. I can be part of that. We'll do like a turducken style, but it'll just be a stack, and we'll just cut them into strips and make like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what we'll do. <laughs> totally, that is what we'll totally do. Totally irresponsible. That's we can we're rosin press them. We could be totally yeah, that was, that, irresponsible on the air, but they're not irresponsible. That's irresponsible. No, they're resp- they're highly responsible. They're highly responsible. We aren't. Yeah, <laughs> don't use us as examples. Yep. But, uh, but you should be. It would cost you a fortune if you tried to do that. You have to have them as a sponsor to be able to do that. Yeah, so we'll tell them we need to. That's our challenge. We're going to do yeah. a challenge. The sponsor challenge. Uh, my favorite is, uh, got to say, the monkey bar. I wish they made it stronger, but it's so good. I haven't had pumpkin pie, though. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie is great. Crushes it. I don't know if that's going to be a, a permanent thing or that's just only seasonal. It doesn't say seasonal it, on it, but you never know. You never know. Afgados are killing it right now. Those are probably everybody's favorite. It seems like everybody's like all about those recently. But who has braved? Me, someone we should have bike eat a five hundred in the beginning. For of the sure, episode. for sure. Right? 
No, he's going to do it. We're all doing the... We're oh, doing did you hear Ryan accidentally ate 700 milligrams the other day? Yeah. We'll get to that after the jump. Oh, but nice, yeah. nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm still a, a Fireberry guy myself. Yeah. Fireberry, you and can't beat it. Raspberries and habaneros. And it's of course, great. Incredibles. Incredibles also. Uh, Incredibles extracts. extracts. Yes. And uh, if you see those, always fire. Um, obviously... If it's coming from out of their spot, is he triple black fire? Black packs are triple fire. Yeah. The golds are fire, but yeah. the, triple, the black packs are triple fire. Exactly. And the gold, obviously, is coming from the shop that you're buying it from. So either supporting them or... So if it's a good shop, it should be yeah. fire. Yep. That should be your idea. And then... Um, big, big shout out to Build the Soil. Boom. Jeremy. Jeremy's coming on week after next. Nice. Week after next, we got... got a lot of big announcements, I think, huh? Um, I, I don't know anything about that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I will say this. I will say I was like, hey man, I really. He's need always got big. You know, he's always doing yeah, something. exactly. You never he know what he's doing. All of a sudden, he's like, oh yeah, I'm in a much bigger warehouse now because you guys. I'm, I'm like, in the yes, fifth biggest that. warehouse <laughs> in the um, no, next week is the fourth biggest. No, uh, I I needed some aloe vera and some coconut and some yucca, and Jeremy got it all out to me like overnight, super quick, no mess, no fuss. Uh, I, oh, well, this is a big announcement. I got to like beta test his uh, wholesale site he's putting together. So that's for uh, large or small quantities. If you're a wholesale customer, you'll be able to use this really cool back-end site. Uh, and you don't even pay till after he calculates it all, but you get way better rates, way better shipping. Uh, I know a bunch of you out there have been using Build the Soil in your uh, commercial grows, and this is the way to get the hookup. So ask Jeremy about it. Tell him you want it. Put the pressure on him. In the meantime, if you're growing at home, if you want the easiest thing in the world, check out the SIP setups he has. Uh, that's what I love about the Build the Soil method. It's great, 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 great herb. It's totally organic. And uh, it's easy. It's simple. You can be lazy. Just give it water. Um, big, big shout out, of course, to Elite Cannabis. Um, Mary'sNutritionals.com. Once again, if you know someone who is looking for CBD medicine, uh, let's say they're outside of Colorado. Direct them to Mary's Nutritionals. Um, this is where we direct our friends and family. It's it's real CBD grown here in Colorado by real people we know on a real professionally run farm, extracted in a real facility. Uh, it's it's real medicine, and it's available nationwide uh, with some exceptions. Um, they have patches that are transdermal and the gel pen that's transdermal. Topical muscle freeze. The remedy is uh, an oil that's proven remarkably effective in cases of seizures. If you know someone who's having like Dravet syndrome or any sort of seizure disorder, tell them to the site. Send them to the site. Tell them to get the remedy oil. Two drops under the tongue will stop a seizure. I've, we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. We've watched it happen. If you there's an episode of our show where you can watch it happen. Um, Mary'sNutritionals.com, of course, and of course, big big shout out to Dark Horse Genetics. Um, very many exciting announcements coming from Dark Horse. I think before the end of the month, it sounds like. Can do you want to make an exciting announcement with Dark Horse, Mister Dunn? Sure. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you want me to make it? Sure. Well, no. I mean, I'll interview you, interview you about it. Dark Horse is definitely very p- pleased to announce. Uh. That I'm on the Dark Horse team. That's number one. This is official announcement oh, of that. Oh, official. But second of all, be there for... the hat. Notice the hat. We can't see Dark it, Horse, yeah. yeah. And we're bringing Adam on to do... Uh, we'll be pre- reproducing uh, for 
Uh, we'll be We're doing seven strains. Seven strains. The lucky seven. The lucky seven. All licensed. Uh, you know, plants in the system. If you're a Colorado uh, patient, uh, there's all going to be Colorado Med, all in metric, THC, it's classics, and hopefully more soon to announce. That's all coming from Dark Horse Genetics. In the meantime, check them out at darkhorsegenetics.com. Thanks. That's it. Thanks for that. See, it makes it more official if you announced it. I announced it. I was like, yeah, yeah dude, I'm like doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> I'm doing stuff over here. Um, so that's it for that. Boom, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And we're back uh, with, <laughs> all right, we got a lot of people came in on the uh, jump there, so that's good. Uh, we're back here with uh, Wolf Siegel and Tom Alexander talking <laughs> Sensimilia Tips magazine. Tom, I so I was born in eighty one, so I kind of the, your your history with the magazine extends further back than my history uh, with uh, Earth. So <laughs> I got to say, I, I first learned about Sense Tips. I don't know, probably only two three years ago, relatively recently, when someone showed up with a whole collection of them uh, and said, uh, "A good buddy of ours who hopefully is listening." So what's up to Stacy J? Um, someone showed up with a whole collection of them and said, "Hey, I'm trying to clean up my garage." Uh, do you want to do you want to hang on to these? And at the time, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know what they were. He t- kind of told me what they were, and I was like, "Well, I don't know if they're that important. I don't want to just put them in my garage because it's who knows, you know. I rent a place. Uh, hang on to them and make sure they're taken care of, and I'll take care of them. I'll take them when I can take care of them. Uh, hopefully, they're still out there. But uh, it got me looking into the magazine for sure. And uh, what a lot of what you guys have already talked about, especially the. So many techniques that are cutting edge on the forums right now is stuff that's been covered in the magazine again in many cases before I was even born, and I'm, you know, I'm not the young guy in the room. Um, but <laughs> looking through a 1985 Associated Press article, it looks like you did an interview with Associated Press. Uh, I guess six years into the magazine, um, and it's it's really cool. I'm going to read it for everyone. I just found it. Magazine for ambitious marijuana growers. Uh, Dateline Portland, December 25th on Christmas. Uh, the seeds for Tips magazine were planted six years ago when the authorities arrested Tom Alexander and seized his crop of 1,324 marijuana plants. 30 hours in jail ridded Mr. Alexander of any desire to raise marijuana, even though he said a police officer had told him that, quote, my crop contained some of the best buds he'd ever seen. Uh, but the charges of marijuana cultivation were dropped after Mr. Alexander found a technical error in the search warrant used in the raid near Corvallis, about 70 miles north of here. So I want to pause right there, because when I read that line, I was like, okay, this guy's really smart. He he got himself out of quite probably quite a lot of trouble on a technicality. Wow. Can you tell that story? Well, I I was sitting in jail when they let me out. Um, we The guy that was growing with us had a gun. And the cop said, well, you're going to have to carry this gun out in the open. And so he, we walked like eight blocks to a hippie restaurant. And uh, they had put us on the front page getting handcuffed with our crop in the background. So everybody in this hippie restaurant, we were like heroes to them, you know. <laughs> and here we're sitting in this hippie restaurant with a 357 Magnum on the counter. <laughs> it, was a, it was like a weird uh, scene. But... I, I'm sitting in this restaurant, I'm looking at the search warrant, and I go, this isn't our property, it's putting it way, they put a northwest or a southwest, and it was a legal description of the property, and the cops, instead of going to the tax assessor, went to our nearest neighbor, which was like a couple miles down the road, and I don't know if he gave them the, the wrong information, or if they wrote it purposely, because as the story unfolds, you'll see. 
And so I went to my lawyer and I said, this isn't our property. And he didn't believe me. So he went to the tax assessor and he said, yeah, you're right. And so at a, a later hearing with the judge, the judge took five minutes and dismissed the case. Well, since the authorities didn't need the evidence anymore, they, three sheriffs stole the evidence and they were subsequently arrested by the state police. And that's what really pissed me off because they pleaded uh, no contest and at their sentencing hearing the district attorney pled with the judge for mercy because quote they've already lost their careers and blah 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 and so they got three years probation I was facing 20 years and a hundred thousand dollar fine so that's where my anger and being pissed off the whole situation started and um, then since Mia Tips was born I didn't know a thing about journalism I literally typed it on a typewriter and pasted it up and uh, with rubber cement and it actually lifted some of the the type typewritten letters off the page and I just penciled it in I mean the first couple issues are so funky and it it sort of gave it a, a funky little edge. It's like our show kind of like our show yeah kind of like our show very much <laughs> kind of like our show a little <laughs> funky a little bit funky we don't really and know. so then it just you know, I took the first thousand copies down to Humboldt, Mendocino, and I had never been down there before, and through Southern Oregon down all the way to Santa Cruz, and I immediately sold a thousand copies, and that's was the seed that got it out into the growing areas, and then, like you said, it made its way all the way to Europe and became an international phenomenon. Yeah. And then... The media in the 80s picked it up, and I was a guest on Donahue, Geraldo, CBS Morning News. What was weird for me is when the Donahue segment aired, I was flying to San Francisco and L.A. It was taped like a month before I was down in San Francisco and L.A., and they showed it while I was flying. And I landed in San Francisco, and several people said, Oh, you were just on Donahue, and that was the first time I ever experienced loss of anonymity and your privacy out the window and and it was a weird feeling but the the classic was Geraldo because it was uh, taped up in Portland in a a studio that had over a thousand people in it and the producer gets up there and says we want this to be an exciting show so interrupt the guests jump up and down stamp your feet and so it was like a, a mayhem, and you know, if you've seen the old Geraldo show, that's what it is. Yeah. But um, I would debate, you know, DEA guys and local police, and and they hated my ass because I was uh, rational, logical. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, imagine they, like compared to, I mean, you had some ammo back then, but I mean now. You know, obviously, you were right about all the things you probably, you know, yeah. argued with yeah. them, and they probably look like real, really, really stupid. But, you know, in general, they don't want to come up and argue with us now, you know what I mean? Because it's just like embarrassing every time. You know, back in the day, they thought they had some, you know, they thought they had real information, and it was like, no, dude, you're, you're completely off. Yeah. It, it, the, the media back in the 80s just parroted and repeated verbatim what. Mm-hmm the government gave them and it was really hostile to people like me and the Donahue experience was cool because it was Charles Rangel the guy from New York uh, the congressman from New York 
the head of the second in command of DEA, and then they had me, the author of Outlaws in Babylon, which was a book about Humboldt, and then a uh, welfare mom from Humboldt that got off welfare by growing some crops. Well, the night before, they put us up in this, you know, five-star hotel. It was a beautiful hotel. And, uh, you know, I had done some media before, and they put limits on our uh, expenses. So <laughs> I go, and they didn't put any limit. And so I go into the French restaurant that's in the hotel, and everybody's dressed impeccably, and here's this hippie, and, and I can spot the welfare mother and uh, the author. And so I go up to him, hey, are you going to be on Donnie? And they go, yeah. And so I go, well, let's throw a party. They didn't put any expenses on. <laughs> we called all our friends in the Chicago area where the show was taped, and we threw a party, and people brought weed, and we just had a good old time. And Nice. You know, That's the bill was over a thousand it bucks. It sounds just like us again. That's pretty much exactly <laughs> our style. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and, it's, and it's interesting because that was like, you know, way before any real pot stars out there. You know what I mean? There's really, now it's like a common thing. Now it's just like a sort of common thing. It's like, oh yeah, another, another, you know, internet pot star or another grower who gets, you know, one twenty cups last year because there's a cup every week. You know what I mean? Compared to as things progress. I mean, what else? Um, so with, um, when you guys were doing your articles, I know most of it was technical and stuff, but, when was this like when you guys switched over to growing edge i mean that was obviously out of the pressure of knowing that you could be your distribution could get a lot bigger if you were not pigeonholed within this uh cannabis well actually i it started it a year before they did green merchant because i saw the handwriting on the wall when they 1984 or 1985 they uh did a revised drug paraphernalia bill and in the a federal law and in it, they listed uh, halides and high-pressure sodiums and hydroponics, and they just created this definition of drug paraphernalia using the grower supply. So I knew they were going to come after us, and it took them four or five years to do it. But uh, in 1988, a year before Green Merchant, I started Growing Edge. And, um, and then when Green Merchant happened, Growing Edge just took off because there was no mention of the uh, magical word, but... The articles were all about um, high-tech gardening. I would go to conferences all over the world. I went to 20 different countries for the International Society of Horticulture Science, the controlled environment um, subgroup. And it was all these college professors from around the world that were doing hydroponic and controlled environment research. And so I would just, uh, on a regular basis, go to these conferences. And it had the latest techniques and the latest... Uh, info on on what you know the colleges and universities were doing research on for controlled environments and so it had really uh, again high-tech information straight from the universities and so it had non-cannabis info but it could be related to cannabis yeah that, that was the beauty of it and I think um, if you looked at those articles that they're so relevant right now because people actually have the, facilities the and ability, budgets like that. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have a real budget and they have a, you know, they need a clean room and they need a facility that's going to be like inspected by people and it's not, it's not going to be just like most of the stuff was kind of a little bit too far advanced for most grows, which was kind of like, oh, wow, imagine if you had something like that, you know, it was like, a, or like, a, you know, uh, 
Dutch automation because when I would go to those greenhouses and see all the automated stuff they had, I'd be like, wow, you know, just dreaming like it was never going to happen, you know, and now it is. And now it's like when guys are buying that equipment and having the auto, the auto planters and all that stuff, is they're installing them here and they're, they're using them. Um, do you think uh, the future of cannabis is going to be like that? It's just completely automated and take away – because, I mean, it is hard work. That's the main thing people don't get. Like when you start doing it, you're like – Damn, this is hard work. So you either got to hire a lot of people, which costs you a lot of money, or you got to work really hard, or or come up with systems that make more sense and get your workflow right. I think it's going to be hybrid. Uh, you still need workers, but it's going to become automated. But where the big thing's going to happen, and you've probably seen it in Colorado, is they're moving into greenhouses rather than warehouses and indoor. Sure. And that that's going to happen all over the country initially. You know, when when adult use legal happens, they start in the warehouses, but it moves. It's going to move into greenhouses and outdoor. And you know, with light deprivation, you can get three or four crops a year in a greenhouse. You still have to have a little supplemental lighting. But um, you know, there's a great uh, awards called the Golden Tarp Awards up in Humboldt every year in August, and uh, that's a really fun festival. Had a couple thousand people last year, and this year will be probably twice the size. But there's really some good stuff coming out of Humboldt and Mendocino that's light deprivation. Yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely. I mean, here especially too, we have 300 days of sun a year, so you know, <laughs> to to not utilize it is 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 ridiculous. You know, so I I love the idea that people are you know purpose building places now, and it's if you have a choice and you have the ability to put a greenhouse down, obviously that that's the smart choice. Um, but even people talking, you know, we've seen places where people are putting rooftop greenhouses and retractables and all sorts of stuff that you're like, wow, this is like, okay, starting to get into like, you know, the real the real realm that people don't, you know, when you're not scared about losing all your stuff, you can spend money on it. You know, it's just when back in the day, everybody was always on edge, you know what I mean? So it's like you could go high tech, make some money with it, but you could also lose all your tech, in a, you know. And all your money. <laughs> and all your money in a day, you know what I mean? So. This, this is part of that thing we were talking about earlier where it is out of the bottle, you know? And so we can. We can. The growing greener is growing wiser, and, and people are doing it already about food. So that big corporate, the automation and all, I think that's going to be mainly about um, breaking it out for vapor is it for vapor pens and such and they're going to get the reinfusion down maybe not the ridiculous sweet soda pop flavors like you were talking about earlier but um i think we're going to see recombinations for specific um effects of terpenes and, and cannabinoids um and i think that that's where we're going to see the big like what you're talking about with the machines but i hope we're also going to see like what we have in oregon with craft gardens um craft vineyards craft beers and have so tom can bring some people in, in on his tours there you go so yeah, a whole, it, it's all, a, it all fits together perfectly fits. oh it's it's gonna follow the alcohol model mm-hmm. you know a lot of people don't realize alcohol prohibition ended when states did medical alcohol doctors would prescribe alcohol yeah and then the all the the small craft breweries and distilleries and wineries they over the decades got bought up and we had this huge conglomeration and then the craft breweries and the craft distilleries and the craft wineries came 30 years ago 25 30 years ago 
And the same thing's going to happen with cannabis. You know, the the, the big money's going to move in and they're going to buy up all the, and then the small producers are going to have the connoisseur hand trimmed. It's going to, you know, the look, people love having a beautiful bud, not something that's machine trimmed that looks like shit. And, and it's, you know, they want a good aromatic smell. They want a good taste. I mean, it, mass-produced Budweiser buds aren't going to have that, and the small producers are going to be, you know, out there. And But we're, what we're facing here in California, I don't know if you've heard about it, just in the past couple of weeks that's been a tsunami of bans on medical and the same conservative counties and cities are going to do the same thing with, with uh, adult use legal. And it's... It, the final battle of prohibition, and you probably see it out in Colorado too, is going to be local control. You know, as, the as it is to this day in Colorado, some parts with alcohol. Yeah, you even, know, we even dry counties, and yeah, you know, yeah. that is going to be. It's, so we're going to be battling them for social clubs, for growing. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. yeah the battle's not over. Battle's definitely not over. The battle's not going to be over. No, these people, prohibitionists, are are dedicated fighting the rest of their lives because they believe the lies and propaganda. And so the local battles, and I'm really promoting, we got to run our candidates, we got to support them with money because the final battle is going to be a long, decade-long battle, and uh, it's not over when it's legal. Yeah. And there, there are, <laughs> there is a way in which we can pretty much bypass most of that, Um so far, I'm I'm holding it to myself, even though it's a well done, because I want someone out there to come and ask me about it that's ready to make it happen financially. But um, at that point, everyone's going to know there is no reason, if people think about it, that we should be having problems with zoning. It's it, it's a well done, and you know we can uh, just take the first one, <clears throat> and then it'll be really obvious. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is is it's the it's the classic lightning rod situation is what you need. You need like a bunch of lightning rods everywhere, getting zapped, and then you know taking the heat and having hopefully support from other people, and then changing rules. You know, making things like because usually exactly like happened to you, they fuck up. I mean that's the classic. That is the classic scenario. It's like almost like if the if you sacrificially put yourself out there, you almost have a fifty fifty chance of. Procedurally, it. it's going to be fucked yeah, up. Yeah, they're going to fuck it up right away. And if you put, you know, if you're smart about it, and you have cameras all set up, and you pretty much can prove it. Because I mean, so many times they come in and they take all the cameras down, and then they don't, you know, as long as you hide four well, or five like other the, ones, the edibles, the copying the just edible, like the right? edibles, yeah, just like all those ones. They they, they think they're safe because they come in and they they take out all the cameras, and then they fuck everything up. You know what I mean? So at that point, you you pretty much collect your own information, and you guarantee yourself out a way out. You know, and that's. I mean, I'm not. It's not a guarantee. It is never a guarantee. But if you have enough money backed up, we have people ready to, you know, support back you up and support yeah. you. Then it's okay, and that's kind of what has to happen. That's why I think it's like right now it's mostly medical patients with kids who right. are like they can't have, take the risk. They have no. They don't give a fuck. They're going to do it. It's their kid. So they're like, we're going for this. And then if they get in trouble, they know they can bring it. You know, that starts a case and it starts a precedent and it starts making something happen. And that's the unfortunate thing is there's always going to be those. Those lightning rods along the way. Uh, did we lose someone? Mm, it sounded like we just did. We got everybody here? Or? Yeah. I'm, 
Wolf is still here anyway. Okay. Oh, we just heard we heard a drop. We heard a, noise. We, heard a, we heard a drop. Looks like oh, everybody's here. Everybody's still here. Cool. Oh. <laughs> so one thing that that keeps coming up in my head as I'm thinking here, you know, because we always talk about in the contrast is what I'm thinking about. We always talk about how like my kid, she's a year and a half now. At some point, she's going to be 18 or 21, and she's going to go to a store and start buying herb. And she's never going to have a dealer. She's never going to go sit down on someone's but maybe, couch. But maybe your photo will be on the box of weed. Yeah, no, she'll yeah, be like, there's sure, daddy. Sure. <laughs> she actually was just watching. She asked me to smile at the camera. Cause she, oh, was, yeah. she only saw the side of your head. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, and I, I contrast that so much to, and where publications are going and where cannabis is able to advertise now versus the sort of... Uh, seedier world that cannabis was you know tommy sound not like a seedy guy sound like a good guy our, <laughs> our kind of guy fun loving free spirit you know but uh you gotta rub shoulders with a, a far seedier bunch when you're lumped in with criminals and i i have to ask that must have led to some interesting misadventures oh god uh when i would take trips down to Humboldt. uh these guys would take me so far out in the boonies, probably an hour and a half on single-lane dirt roads. And so this one day, there were two parties we were going to. So he takes me out, way out into Trinity County, which is east of Humboldt. And uh, I get there, and these guys, all big growers, had put beer cans and cans up in the trees, on fence posts, everywhere. And here they are, drunk and high shooting cans everywhere and I'm like holy shit somebody's gonna get shot so we stayed there and party little and and then the, the guys I'm with said let's go to the next party so we go from that scenario to you know a hippie party where everybody's sitting around in couches and outdoors and just uh hanging and it was the dichotomy of two different parties that right. uh and you know the Humboldt scene and and Trinity and Mendocino scene had a lot of cowboys. I mean, if you were way out in the country, you regularly heard gunfire. I mean, they were just uh, gun-toting, and then it was mixed in with hippies that were just hanging and having a good old time. So it was stories like that. Um, went to a lot of parties like that. And uh, and then up in Oregon, where I lived for 36 years, it was more hippie-ish. There were, weren't as many guns. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the folks in Oregon had gone up there during the back to the country thing that happened out of hippies. Uh, so call it sick, you know, the political thing had happened. People got kind of burned out on getting hit over the head with clubs and tear gas for legal assemblies. A bunch of them went up the country. Northern California had been bought out. They went to Southern Oregon, and there was no logging. There was no other way to make money. So yeah, there it was. Yeah, no, and and uh, I mean the the thing is that also when people are making a lot of money, and in a place like that, it's sort of weird too because I remember as a kid going up to NorCal, and then even when I was only like twelve, I was noticing like how that I was like how is everybody affording all this stuff? <laughs> like you know, I was up there and everybody had toys on toys on toys. You know what I mean? It was like they couldn't spend it on anything except for like four by fours and motorcycles and crap. You know what I mean? It was just like, but it was like there was a definite like you know everybody knew what was going on nobody really had a job <laughs> nobody looked you know, like they had a job yeah and you know i mean i told the story about how like i just traded a switchblade for like a gigantic bag of weed just because uh they didn't care they were just like yeah sure you know like, oh you got a switchblade that's cool you know and i was just like yeah let me 
get us a little bit of weed and then it came back with a garbage bag and i was like holy <laughs> shit that's like a lot of weed right there you know what i mean it, was, it wasn't trimmed off the stem yet so it was kind of like they just stuffed a plant in the thing and went here you go you know what i mean i was like oh, okay and i was like 13 or something at the time sweet deal when you're 13 oh yeah for a switchblade that i paid like six bucks for yeah, was sweet like, that was now, a fucking yeah. deal and a half right there you know that's a hell of a lid yeah you know um, but you, and, and when you got paid for advertising, were anybody like just trying to bring you bales of weed and stuff and like any of that kind oh, of, I, I constantly got tipped with, you know, an OZ, uh, for, uh, you know, people appreciated the information and they'd always drop some, cause I had a garden store called full moon in Corvallis. Right. And, uh, so people were always dropping, uh, an ounce off or giving me a perks. sample. It was the perks of the job there for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. One of our one of our perks too, which is yeah, nice. we love that perk. Travel around, everybody wants to give you weed. You're like, this is great. Yeah, picked out the right, definitely picked the right thing. Um, <laughs> so, Tom, I wanted to go back to um, doing the magazine in that context in that time. Were you getting uh, any opposition from? Were people paranoid to sign up with you at all? Not well. I'm sure there was. But sure, I, you didn't hear from them. I, I guess know, yeah. Well, you know, but were more people peak, buying it from the newsstand than than subscribing? Uh, we had we had twenty five hundred subscribers, and then another twenty thousand was on the newsstand. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and it, then, I mean that's and that's a pretty good number too because there's a lot of magazines out here that don't get over thirty thousand on their distribution anyway. You know yeah. what I mean, and that's and starting from a sixteen page you know thing you did by kerosene lamplight, uh, it sounds like pretty good growth and i mean in all that time man i don't know what what was the the kind of most revelatory moment (laughs) what was the moment where doing this because to to push it a year two years five years okay but when were you when did you decide it was your life's purpose was it was it did it all start from that incident sitting in jail what kept that fuel that fire burning well just the combination of excitement, uh, danger, you know, I'd go into places that was dangerous, like, you know, um, and then just seeing how successful things were. I think the most uh, mind-blowing was, you know, going, always seeing basements or bedrooms or houses and then seeing my first warehouse in San Francisco. I said, holy shit, you know, this it's huge. All I could see was plants everywhere. And so just, uh, just a combination of all those things, uh, you know, made me want to keep doing it. But then when they, when they put the hammer down on operation green merchant, where they stole my garden store and put all my advertisers out of business or most of them, and then threatening me because the, the town of city of Corvallis threw a fundraiser and over 500 people came dentists, doctors that we set up little hydro uh, grown legal plants in their waiting rooms and <laughs> and you know we did a lot of public relations sure. work in the community so they, they did a fundraiser and raised a whole bunch of money to fight them and I got up there and and uh gave a speech where I, I gave out the phone number of the federal prosecutor, uh, uh, Tom Coffin, and I said, if, if you disagree with what they did, give them a call and, and express your views. 
So for a week, they were getting deluged with calls. And I was still hanging, you know, with this civil forfeiture on my store. And he told my lawyer, tell that fucking asshole, if he, if he wants to stay out of jail, he'll give it up. And because I was planning on traveling the country, giving speeches and raise money to fight him. Sure. And he threatened, because my wife, my then wife, she's my ex-wife now, um, said they threatened her too and said your kids won't have parents so you'll both be in jail this is what they told my lawyer and uh so she freaked out and said give the fight up and and just give every you know get out of the cannabis world and just focus on growing edge and so you know they're scumbags they they don't fight a fair fight they didn't come after me they came after my employees yeah let me tell you how they did their little uh, entrapment thing on my store. I had two employees that um, were Vietnam veterans, and they cased, the DEA cased the store out for over a month and somehow found out that these employees were, D, were uh, Vietnam vets. And so on, on the, the day that they come in a few weeks before Green Merchant, they pose as Vietnam vets, and they go, we... We want some lights and hydro to grow cannabis because we have post-traumatic stress syndrome from Vietnam. And so they mentioned the magic word and they didn't get thrown out, which was our store policy because my manager goes, well, I can't sell you the lights and if you're going to do that, you know, but I was in Vietnam too. And so they got in a half an hour dialogue about Vietnam. At the end of the half an hour, the DEA guys go, oh, we changed our mind. We want to grow tomatoes. And so my employees sold them the lights. Well, the judge who wrote the civil forfeiture warrant said the employees should have known that they were lying. They weren't going to grow tomatoes. They were going to grow cannabis. Well, they were lying because they weren't going to grow cannabis. But somehow the judge rationalized that one lie is true and the other lie is a lie. Uh, so that was the way I, I lost a huge uh, both full moon and sense tips. Wow. Wow. They, uh, <laughs> they did a lot of that. Um they uh, they said that with Hydrotech, we we had gone even a step further. On a lawyer's advice, we would have we would have patients. One more time, we would have customers sign that they understood that nothing that they bought from us was to be used for any illegal purpose ever. Right. <clears throat> the judge in my case held that that was what is it constructive ignorance that we were doing that because we knew they were going to and and come on oh, no. how much more due diligence can you do right. <laughs> it's like yeah so and once again that, you're you're responsible for their actions and that's that, that's that and when they found that i was in portland despite photographic and documentary evidence at the time and day that they said i was in hawaii you know, in the feds, they're gonna fuck you. Pardon, uh, they, they will mess with you. Oh no, you can uh, curse you can, on our show. Swear, man. I don't know about your show, but our show, you say whatever you want, buddy. Okay, well, they will bend you over without a hand. You know, no reach around, no kiss on the neck. It's it's armed robbery with a badge, and then they'll laugh about it. Tell you, well, if you don't like it, change the laws, and then when you do try to, they'll send people around to try and stop you from doing it. And now they're being rewarded by put, being put on commissions and lever, regulatory agencies. And 
some DEA guys are even getting quitting the DEA and getting into the cannabis business. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was that. going to bring that up with you. Uh, you know, we've seen that pattern increasing <clears throat> over the, over time here, going to the private sector and trying to team up with dispensaries. Uh, one of the New York uh, applicants was a bunch of ex NYPD. What do you think about that, bud? Well, I I <clears throat> think they should be banned. They shouldn't be allowed. They fucked up so many people's lives. How about the guy out here from Butte County, just like 60 miles from me? He went over to Pennsylvania. He was a... a oh, I saw, we just saw that last week. Yeah. yeah. Well, now he just he came home, and they raided his house, and they busted him out here. And it's rumored and suspected that all the neighbors around him, he had organized to grow for him because... They were busting grows all over the place, except immediately around his house, none of them got busted. Huh. I mean, they're sleazebags. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the people who don't want to play the game fair. That's why they decide to go after that in life. None of us want to go become cops, obviously. I mean, so I went to a college back east in Connecticut. It's a major law enforcement school. And I played football and hockey with these guys. And we'd go to parties, and some of them were drug dealers. One guy was a pimp. And another guy was a bookie, and they're all fucked up at a party, and you know, coke and and cannabis and alcohol. And I'd go, why do you want to be a cop? And at least half of them would say, so I can beat the shit out of people, or so I can control people. And that's the mentality as we're seeing in everyday life now. And then I I still play hockey, and when I lived up in Oregon, I, this one guy that played hockey was a detective. And he said, patrol officers and detectives hate each other, but that's beside the point. I said, why Why do you think the percentage was so high that people said that when they were in college? He goes, well, back in the 70s, a lot of guys were coming back from Vietnam, and that was their mentality. And he goes, now that guys are coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq and getting into law enforcement, that's gonna, we're going to see that again. Sure, yep. Absolutely, it's a hard to yeah. It's a pattern, you know. The game's hard to get out of. And and now they get the military hardware to go with the experience, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, speak, you know, devil's advocate. I think we see that more in the city than we do in the country. I think that in the country we see a lot more um, officers of the law who actually do desire to be peace officers. Most country <clears throat> cops, not the ones on narcotics task force, obviously. But I've had some really positive interactions where um, what they did really was act as officers of the peace. So we have that here to the large degree. Give them a little bit of props. I kind of get the that other way around, though, sometimes, too, because yeah. a lot of the times like, the city cops have seen so much that they're like, you know, weed, come on, they don't give a shit about weed. They, they care about real stuff, and they're really, and then that is, you know, and that is what you'd hope that they would care about. You'd hope that they're not going to focus on weed. Um, sometimes in some small towns, you'll get people who are like, like you know, that's that's like ooh, that's a big thing for them. They gotta, they gotta ring the alarms, ring you know, the alarms. And and also, it's <laughs> a lot to do with the you know. Now it's maybe the game's gonna change because they're taking away their kind of snip their nuts off by taking away the uh, the forfeiture program. Yeah. Um, and that's gonna make everybody like change their their sort of priorities because before it was strictly <laughs> I was like oh nothing go, to do today let's go shake some people down for money it's straight up yeah it's just robbery armed robbery you know again like and and, and just like the statistics <clears throat> statistics that came out about uh them taking more than the uh the criminals last year and yeah that's like 
probably even more more than they even know. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, because definitely they don't report all that cash. Right, and you everything, know? like, I'm sure the numbers get fudged down even harder yeah, yeah, than, you, yeah. you know, like, when there's, like, $400,000. Plus whatever drugs they take and $40,000, and there you go. It's, like, still a good number. 40000 sounds good. Guns, if there's 100 guns, they'll take a they bunch t- of them, you know? Take a zero off. 10 guns. Yeah, 10 yeah, guns, exactly. 90 guns go on the street. You know what I mean? There's all that kind of stuff in it. So there's so much. now, And now they're funny. They're, they're going to do that because that's the thing is all that stuff has to go... Uh, it's all paperwork, and that's the thing about. I mean, I'd hate to be a cop just on the paperwork alone. It's like Jesus Christ. That's it's much easier to be a criminal, isn't it? You don't have to less fill paperwork. up way less paperwork. That's for sure. Like no paperwork at all. But uh, now we're it's all. True. It's the opposite. That's the that's the fundamental difference between cops and, and criminals is paperwork. It's pretty much the. That's the only difference. <laughs> criminals no paperwork ever. <laughs> that's the only difference, and that's pretty much why and I think a lot of criminals us, are usually more honest in their dealings with. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's already, you 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 survived on your reputation. Right. Cops don't have to worry about that. Their reputation they should be that they their shake you down hard. Gun. And, yeah, they gun and they shake you down, and it's terrible. You know, but, but whereas a, you know, as being a weed dealer back in the day, you'd had to always, you know, just come correct basically. And if you didn't, then you got t- people talked about it, and you didn't sell weed after a while. You yeah, know, kind of sucked. Yeah, kind of fucked your game up for a little bit. But uh, well, I mean, it, one of the ironic things up in Oregon was back in the eighties and nineties, they were selling confiscated lights and hydro systems on, on auction? auctions. Oh, yes, well, that's awesome. <laughs> smart, buy your lights on auctions. So got to buy our growers, shit back? Smart growers were going there and buying them up and uh, getting them at cheap, cheap prices. So they they caught wind of that, and they switched it to where they gave the lights and hydros to schools. Well, that, they were teaching the young kids how to do high-tech gardening, which I'm sure many of them <clears> now are growing cannabis. Sure, because you know they're in their twenties and thirties. How many now. lights are they going to be able to give away to schools too? I mean, you know, they were confiscating like by the thousands, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we're going to give them all to schools." We really need a gym because we could do something with this. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some of these schools up. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of surplus school property floating around out there that's left over from the boomers. It's good, 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 good call. place to good grow. Good call. Good call. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. The growing and the people were growing in there, so you'd be like, it's "Now a, plants it has good energy for it." We have the good energy. We have that a growing energy. You know? Switch out yeah. all the fluorescence. Kindergarten would be your where you veg your plants, obviously. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you'd need a small town school like the one I went to. The gym would be the the gym would be the big flower room. Right? Quarantine in the yeah. detention room, right? The principal's <coughs> office yeah. is the quarantine. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we like that. I like that. We're looking into this now. I'm already, I'm already online looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the playground. Yeah, that's right. Playground. That's you just cover every, perfect, cover everything. Like, hoop like, houses. You cover yeah. the monkey bars and turn into a hoop house. Boom, boom. boom. <laughs> Saving money right there. That's your spine right there. The spine is the monkey bar. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. work off that. <laughs> so, um, you want to talk about your fancy thing there? Oh yeah, look what I got. Because oh, he's probably stuff. listening. We should say thank you to him. Bodie uh, sent a gift over to us, which he already I, gave us one of these earlier, and I heard that Wolfie was really jealous. This bag's going to rip, but we have uh, one of the original <coughs> 1985, I think it was, right? Yeah, I think it's 85. <coughs> 85 Seed Bank, uh, it's 85 Seed Bank analog, in like oh, the man. perfect, perfect condition. The only thing that's, oh, the only thing it has is a tiny bit of rust on the staple, which gives it yeah. that authentic... Like wow, it's got the really. It's old. It's not a it's got rust on the fucking thing, and it never got wet. So it's just like magic rust, you know. But uh, some of the strains in here are, you know, the building blocks of everything that we're 
pretty much still working with a lot of us. Um, how was your like seed connections back in the day, Tom? Were you like, I mean, obviously you were traveling the world and doing all these things and going to all these conventions. Were you just collecting beans where you were going or were you kind of like out of the game, scared about that or how, how was your... Well, I was, uh, I was sort of paranoid flying, so I didn't do it much. Um, Neville and Robert Connell Clark came through in 84, I think it was, on their way up to Washington where they, along the way, got a bunch of stuff. And Robert Connell Clark gave me some original uh, Durban poison, which I, I uh, grew for a couple years. But, um, you know, I, I pretty much stuck to publishing and... and I had one experience where um, Jorge Cervantes and I would go to the American Booksellers Convention every year, and it, I think this was like 87 or 88, 87, I think. And so it was in New Orleans, a lot of stories at that convention, holy shit. <laughs> and, uh, so we're flying home, and Jorge has an ounce down his pants. I didn't have anything. And the flight originated in Miami, stopped in New Orleans, stopped in Dallas, and then stopped in Denver on the way to Portland. So we get in Denver, and we got like a 45-minute layover, and uh, we get off the plane, and I was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a Panama hat, and these three DEA agents go, uh, sir, we'd like to talk to you. I go, what? Why? He goes, like talk to you. We we want to search your bags, and I go for what? And they go, we want to search your bags, and I said, well, that's not going to happen. And they go, well, you're going to miss your flight because we'll take you down to the, the, uh, like the station and, and get a search warrant. <laughs> and I'm there. This is bullshit. And so a big scenes happen. Meanwhile, Jorge just slithers away. And <laughs> Good job. You were the cover. You were the you were yeah, the way to decoy. Yeah, point man. Good, point man. Good job. Good job. And, and so. Uh, they go, I go, this is unconstitutional. And they go, we live the Constitution every day. I go, well, you should read the fucking Constitution. And so <laughs> yeah, they go, good answer. are you going to let us search your bag or are you going to go downtown with us? And I said, I threw my camera. It was a camera bag, just camera shit. And so they searched it and they go, uh, okay, you're free to go. And so I just said, fuck you, and just got back on the plane. And that was... Uh, you know, Jorge was shitting. Yeah, good job though. They probably smelled. Somebody probably smelled weed and saw you two guys, and somehow they didn't catch the catch the yeah. little guy. The Jorge little guy. didn't have his dread hat on. So. He didn't have his dread hat. That was a good idea. Yeah, probably would have wouldn't have worked with that. But I, I don't know. Sometimes it's weird. I came back from Jamaica in '88 with the dread hat, and um, <laughs> I had I had been elsewhere, and I was working with a different commodity on that trip and uh they drilled through it and didn't i mean i smelled it and they just i went on through huh crazy so sometimes you just get lucky yeah no back in the day it was always like that it was uh, i mean that's the funny thing too now is like it was like weird because i went way back i used to always carry something because i needed weed wherever i went now I feel like well, it doesn't really matter because everywhere I go there's weed, so I don't <laughs> think about it. But I still, but now I don't really care because if it's a medical to medical state, who gives a shit? You throw your weed in the bag and fly with it anyway. And so it's kind of weird. Like it went from like it, we used to be a, a well, it was a fucking it was like a priority. I had to do it, and then it was like kind of there was a moment in time where I was like it ain't worth it anymore. I'm back in America. I got to be careful. You know, I just got back here five years ago. And then all of a sudden, it just loosened up. Like it just went from like 
oh yeah cool weeds now everybody's just cool with it you know like what when did that happen you know what i mean and it literally happened overnight here like to the point where no almost nobody got busted at um, seven people seven since p- in the last two years yeah seven people coming out of colorado have been arrested for cannabis and that's pretty low numbers no not arrested not even arrested but like given a ticket and had the oh, cannabis taken yeah, yeah no one was arrested i see nothing this maybe is, one dude i don't know it's like ridiculous right you know and they're so scared about uh that's their biggest concern and so obviously they're either just they obviously don't care so they just let it go out but i mean you think that knowing knowing the friends i have and knowing the people that i deal with over the years you figured more people would be just like taking that to the hilt you know what i mean like oh okay so i could just fill my bag Top to bottom, you know what I mean. And I'm sure there are. And I you know, hear stories. Like I said, I heard people doing ten packs from California, flying back to New York all the time, like two times a week. You know what I mean? And you're like, really? Like that's that's your job? That's what you do? You know what I mean? It's like, wow, that's crazy. But people are doing it, so it's crazy. Do you? How do you feel about the? the Whenever changes? I walk through a plane and I see people in first class, yeah. I try to figure out who's that guy. Yeah, like flying from California, <laughs> flying from Denver. I'm like, there's well, at least one of those guys. It's, yeah, because they're not going to fly and coach. No, it's no, like, hell no. You got to get their priorities and everything. They're clear. They got the clear. They go when you, they go through the clear line, so they don't stop at security, and they go right on. And yeah. God, for a second there, I had a whole different clear in my mind. That's what I thought too. That. I was like, whoa, really? At the well, airport? Cool. That, that too. No, I mean that's one thing we definitely figured out that the the clear There's the no clear sp- raw has no terps at all, so it doesn't have the beta caryophylline, so dogs can't can't smell it. So that's, there's a there's, so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a travel, tip, travel, yeah, travel tip. Travel tip. Adam Dunn show travel tip. Dogs cannot smell <laughs> clear raw. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, obviously, you're you must be stoked as we are that the mood has changed and the, the uh, you know America's actually kind of grown up. I guess like it's like you're like thirty years ahead of the game. We're like twenty years ahead of the game. You know, <laughs> and it's just like kind of like the the classic where you're just like, all right, now people are normal. You know what I mean? It's it's. You know, do you you got that kind of feeling where you like say for your wife who told you to get out of the game. What are you telling her now? <laughs> or what are you telling them? Maybe not her because... Well, <laughs> now my current wife is, is <coughs> me. I mean, we're both card-carrying members. Sounds good. It's, it's relaxed. I mean, we, we live in a pretty liberal area near the Bay, Bay Area, San Francisco. So um, I moved down here from Oregon three years ago. And, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, Depend on where you live in California. It's it it's still prohibition, even though uh, it a lot of people don't think that. But um, just you know, in the past week, the majority of cities and counties uh, did bans. You know, Fresno City and County of Fresno, they have a thousand dollar fine on per plant for growing anywhere, indoor, outdoor. And if you don't pay the fine, they put a lien on your property, wow. and until you pay the fine, and that's for any any number of plants. There's no any number, not even one six plant, plant, not even two, six. You can't have even six. Wow. And um, are people moving? And, are a lot of people moving out of Fresno? You think? Or well, there's still people I know. We I go mean, different to, people would move in that don't care. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that that's. I mean, that's the thing is that I think a lot of those communities, if they push too hard, they're going to find out that. They're not going to like the people that move into the neighborhood as much. You know what I mean? They're going to feel like, oh, wow, we just kind of like got rid of actually the the artists and the cool people and the flavor that made this place even something. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you got all these uptight 
you know, people coming in that are all like, oh, good, there, no cannabis here, great. You know what I mean? Big signs, anti-cannabis. That town's going to be like... Well, until hella, Wolfie... Hella uh, no, no kids will be there. Until Wolfie shares a secret, I think what's really going to change is when the data comes out of Colorado, Washington, you know, preliminary data is showing the communities that are allowing business, cannabis businesses to flourish are seeing increased uh, economy, increased real estate, jobs. I mean, that's going to be the the turning point is when there's hard data from Washington, Oregon, Alaska, and, and Colorado that it improves the economy. I mean, everybody loves an improved economy, and when there's data showing that, they got they don't have a leg to stand on. Sure. You know, crime rates didn't rise. Crime rates went down in some cases. So it's, you know, yeah, teen Nancy Grace use. was completely wrong on that one. Yeah. Teen use stayed steady. It didn't go up. I mean, they and that's are going to. And that's always been the one that they always pull. That's the card. Right. They, they love teen use. They love the teen use card. They throw that yeah, out. Every time, and the and funny thing is, they they're finding their new scapegoats because they're you know you're seeing more and more mainstream press articles about pharmaceuticals. It was a, a topic in the presidential debate. They're finally admitting that like everybody's hooked on pharmaceuticals. Well, that's dope. a good start. I mean, come on, yeah, admitting it is the first step of the first part. Yeah, yeah the first part of recovery <laughs> for America to recover. You know, it's really interesting. I, I, I keep thinking about like uh, this. Okay, so this election is going to be a joke and crazy and i mean it, it a like, lot of i realize it's like star wars were we together when i realized that it's no. total good versus evil it's star wars it's oh, trump well, versus bernie yeah well there you go they, and you with can... as much writing on it because if trump gets elected what we've got we, we're talking to someone who wants to put a mark of their religious affiliation on people yeah no, come not on. Gonna, that's not gonna happen. I, I, I can't deal with that yeah that's I'll take to the hills with a gun before I'll be right. in a government. But what I, what I was realizing the other day is that the next election, since it's going to be 2020, would be literally when America sees straight again. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we're going to come the, through this. We're going to get this. through this, and hopefully. I mean, hopefully get Bern, Bernie's going to roll through and hopefully save the day. That's my, my, my... Forgive all our student loans. Yeah, all the students will be taken care of. They'll be back to school. Things will be rolling again. But, you know, if 2020, we can get another, you know, smart, actual, you know, forward-thinking sort of uh, person and elected we actually with the cannabis having that much experience behind it because now we'll have super data you know what i mean the data will be 10 years you know studies. 10 years plus and also blind you know blind you know tests and all sorts of you know no one's gonna like not do the, any do the due diligence to try to make this thing you know 100 percent uh, accepted and by 2020 if america can actually pull it together they could literally you know be on on a like that enlightened sort of path that that were the Mayans were even talking about. You know what I mean? Like we might find figure, hey, dude, we got you know global consciousness. Finally, we got internet. We got internet. People we with, virtual reality in our brains. That's pretty much all we really need. Hitler was elected. Exactly. Unless Hitler gets elected again. Yeah. Well, Trump wouldn't last. I don't. The problem is that it's we, we still have a whole year. He's he's got he's got to get to the finish line and he's, he's blowing he's, money fast he's blowing money left and right and he's making every day is just another you know stupid thing uh, coming out of his mouth i feel like he just wakes up in the morning and tries to come up with the most outrageous thing he could possibly say that day yeah and he's got side bets going with friends and that's how he's paying for everything might be he's got like really rich friends, friends and he's like i'll bet, bet you 30 million dollars i will say that and then he just has to say it. it's not so yes. hard yep i dare you i dare you i double dog dare you yeah exactly but 
like I'm I'm hooked up with a lot of people that need to move left to wear sheets by way of the kind of dogs that I'm into and so I'm on some of the, a lot of their pages and I'm telling you that it's amazing how many seemingly sensible people are like buying into that and and it's unfortunate because they're they're the kind of people who are really easily gathered up into flocks and taken places and that's exactly how that happens every time that it happens in history so it's it's a lot more dire really than what you're giving it that bernie needs to win or we face you know we're we're facing if bernie doesn't win we're facing a supreme court appointed by whoever Donald Trump yeah that's a really good point that's the most terrible thing I can imagine (laughs) his cabinet is something I really want to see like it's it's bad because it's comical. It's like idiocracy. I love idiocracy. People want to see movie. it. And that's the problem. And it's like people want to see it. Like, they're like, oh, it's the train wreck. It's like the it's reality it. show of government. Yeah, and it's that, and that is a scary. That's a scary uh, place right there. Because, I mean, how long do those reality shows last? They don't even last four years. You know what I mean? So, like the reality of the the reality of the reality show is that we would have a non-working government turn the White House years. into the real world. That would be terrible, dude. It would be the it would be the tackiest. It'd be the tacky. We look we'd look like the worst country in the world. We'd look like what we really are. Come on, he's proof you don't have to be poor to be white trash. Yeah, yeah. It would be, install a McDonald's in the white in the West Wing. All, all that kind of stuff. You know, it just it would get Sponsored obscene. It would become obscene, obscene, obscene. Uh, idiocracy to idiocracy. The, yeah, to to the you know, and that was like again like one of my favorite movies. So I'm like, wow, I don't. So you kind of want to see it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, Costco with Time Machine. I mean, I'm ready for it. Let's see, here's it. the thing. Like, I'm going for Bernie. Obviously, I presume that uh, both you guys are Sanders supporters. Uh, I'm going for Bernie. But if Clinton gets it, I don't know if I can vote for her. I no. might vote for Trump just to see what happens. Oh, there. my God. That's the crazy part, too, is if she somehow pulls it off, then then it is scary. Because then, then they're like, it's like nobody wants her. And so, really... The, nobody, a lot of people don't want Trump, but they might not resist if if it's a choice between those two. It's like, ooh. It, it, uh. it is remotely possible that that choice would force people finally to a sensible third-party alternative, which would not be Rand Paul. It would be Gary Johnson and Judge Gray. Yeah, Gary Johnson's not going to be president. That's, 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 that's never going to happen. happen. That's, that's never going to happen. But. Right, I, will, I know. Uh, but, I'll bet you money right now. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Not unless you pay, oh, say $10 million to a dime. Yeah, if I could do that, I wouldn't be making bets on the internet. <laughs> uh, let's take that to give some shouts to some sponsors. Quick shout out. Yeah, it's yeah. time for round two. Round two sponsors. Okay, <laughs> ding, ding. Big, big you, shout out. You guys got to do anything. You got a few minutes. Yeah, you got about five minutes, gents, if uh, you need to get refresh your drink, uh, roll another joint. Yeah, uh, top it off. Big, big shout-out to Way to Grow, uh, our favorite. As we, What did you say, cannabis supplier? That was a great way to put it. Can- did you, I just like, I got You pulled I, I it got to a, get cannabis equipment supplier? Yeah, I sort of threw something again. It was good. It was though, good. Because it it's sound- everything. They have yeah. every, all the, that's the, and that's what I kind of love about Way to Grow. It's just like I love about a Home Depot. I don't really care about the main things. I love all the things that are hanging. It's like, oh, that's a solution. Oh, you mean how it just shows you the the random, like, oh, I have that problem all the time. Exploded view stuff? No, no, no. I mean the stuff where you're like, uh, the the gadgets. The gadgets that are solutions to common problems. You know what I mean? If you you do that, you'll spend $1,000 every time. At Way to Grow. If you do that. Yeah, if you shop like that. 
Yeah. See, I don't do that anymore. <clears throat> but that's why we got the Adam Dunshaw discount, so we can. Oh, no, you got to go in there and know what no. you want because they have yeah. every gadget. I know, but I'm kind of like... They have, do you know they have a camera that stop motions your plans, and then you can watch back your plan's whole life cycle? Got it. You have it? Yeah. Plan Sweet, cam. right? Plan cam. Plan yeah. cam, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. See, I would, that, that was when I was buying stuff. That's back when you were in the yeah. gadget phase. So ah, you yeah. can sympathize barely because you bought it. a plant yeah, cam. Barely used it. Like, set it up, fucked it up. Yeah. It didn't work. Something happened. Wow. Someone in the chat room says you really can save a lot using Adam Dunn's account at Way to Grow. Yeah, you so, can. Yeah. See, so when they say, what's your account? Just say Adam Dunn. I say Adam Dunn show, but also if you say Adam Dunn, maybe they'll just charge it to Adam. If you have a beard, you can say Adam Dunn. They, pretty they much don't know the difference. Have to. Well, I was there last time. It was funny because it was like, I didn't think he did. He was really like just casual. Like, yeah, whatever, bro. You know? And then on the way out, he's like, hey. When when's the ads he going? I was like, oh, so he does listen to the show. Yeah, see? So there you go, and that's that's another thing we need to talk about. That's Ooh. what we're doing after the jump. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, seven locations all over Colorado right now. Light it up, sort of. The, not light it up. The, uh, light up the New Year. Light sale. up the New Year sale. Fifty nine bucks for a thousand watt, which is. That's the deal you wait for, those ones. You're like, all right, buy up a bunch of those. Yeah, you that's your stockpile for the year. And they're Hordelux. I'll tell a little Hordelux story after when we get there with those guys back on the and see if he knows, see if these guys know the story. Um, and uh, also they have Concentrate Corner there too. Don't forget about that. So if you're like the kid and you need some rosin. What? You need paper? You need parchment something. right now? Ah, oh, my God. I need silicone mass and parchments. You can run down there and grab that stuff. Boom. Last minute. Um, yeah. And candy. If you're the kid, grab the candy. Part. Or plant cam, because I think that's cool, too. Plant cam is cool. Uh, uh, big, big shout-out to Incredibles Edibles. That was a mutual odd. Ah, yeah. Uh, Incredible Edibles, our favorite edibles in Colorado, and I think now they're starting to go Nevada. Nevada. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we can get some Incredibles when we go out there for that show. There's a lot of times we're there, and it would be great to have them. Yep. You know, honestly, yeah. I would encourage them to do it just for those occasions alone. Just for us. You could do it. You can make yeah. it work just on trade shows. Pretty much. Um, they got uh, a ton of flavors. Pull them up online. They also got a you know uh, store locator and all that stuff on their website. So if you it's need IncrediblesColorado.com. Bam and. Uh, they uh, also do their own concentrates, and that's the ones that are the fire. Dude, the incredible extract. I don't think I got some, actually. You want to you want to dab with some Black Label? Sure, bring it on. Um, Black Label <laughs> is their in-house stuff, and it's unbelievable. So definitely never, never disappoint. If you see a pack I've of Black had, Label, I've buy it. I've never seen people. The only that's, th- I don't even no, dab that much. I'll tell you the disappointment, I'll tell you the disappointment is that <laughs> it's funny because they put stickers in it now. Yeah. And people get all faked out. And they're like, yeah, I got a lot. And then they open it up and it's a sticker. And they're like, ah. Oh, they thought they got a fat pack. <laughs> they're like, I got a double. Somebody doubled up. They fucked up. And yeah, it never, <laughs> never happens. That never happens. Right? <laughs> so that's the only disappointment people would Good luck have. with that one, guys. Yep. Um, also, uh, which one are we going to do? Build the soil. Oh, yeah. Jeremy. Good old Jeremy. You do Jeremy now. Yeah. I'm finding you dabs. All right. Thanks. Uh, build a soil. Uh, great source for uh, information and uh, amendments and all sorts of any any soil-related stuff that you need, which is uh, great, especially for people who want to grow with, like, super soil, uh, long-term, you know, low, you know, no-till stuff. There's all the techs that these guys are doing are are but for guys like this guy, lazy guys, I don't want to do anything. Lazy. Lazy. No. Simple, but, lazy. But sometimes, and that's the thing, is those are, as we've, if you listen to this show, you'll understand that a lot of times it takes this stuff three, four, five, six generations or, you know, or cycles. actual cycles to even get to the point where it's really like humming, you know what I mean? Because the, stuff's the really earth's been around for more than six cycles. That's what's good I to think plant so. You know, like when you, and the thing is that people, the, the sterility that people always think about with growing, you know, especially if you're growing for yourself, 
it's not as important as it is when you're in a big facility. Big right. facility, you might not be able to do the entire thing, the super soil because indoor, no, yeah, it's rough. You know, you got to no. clean the whole place out. Greenhouse though, greenhouse yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If you, you don't, should. you're stupid. Yeah, yeah you, you should because what the hell? You're gonna tote in and out every single time. Promix. Promix, Promix in a greenhouse, right? Promix in a greenhouse. Rockwell in a greenhouse. Promix, I'm, there's plenty of guys. That's Dutchy style, right? For sure. Rockwell in the greenhouse. It's style. all control factor, you know. And that's it. They're all control freaks. But you know, sometimes you got to let go. You got to let nature take over a little bit, and that's where that's where you go to build the soil. Build the soil, Jeremy, for sure. Buildsoil.com. Build the soil. Build the soil. Build the soil. Uh, big big soil. shout. Build the soil. <laughs> <laughs> build. Uh, big big shout out, of course, uh, to. Who we got? Come on, you know who? Dark Horse. You're no, Elite. We're going to do Elite. All right, Elite. Dark All right. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to switch it up? No. A big, big shout out to Elite Cannabis, MarysNutritionals.com. Again, that's our preferred source for CBD. Uh, the patches. Uh, if you're here in Colorado and you can go to a rec store or a medical store, then you can. It's beyond CBD. You can get the THCA patch. Which beyond. Put, totally beyond. put bike on his ass. Dude, do you want to know how stable and good this is? I bet you're going to open that Incredibles packet and that shit's going to still be shattered, right? No. Nope. Buttered? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's old. How old is this? Yeah. Old. 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 See, that's like good. I thought it was still shattered. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Elite Cannabis, Mary's Nutritionals. Uh, if you're, again, in the state of Colorado, you can get all types of great stuff. Uh, the, the patches, the THCA patches, what took Big Bike down in just a moment. Uh, I'm trying to see... I know they're working on the vape pen. Ryan, have you seen the the vape pen, the the Elite's vape pen? It's really, really cool. It's a high CBD uh, reformulated with terpene formula. Supposedly, everyone's praising this unit. Um, really cool looking. I believe it is available in the stores here in Colorado. Maybe we'll contact Dave and see uh, what's up with that. But, yeah, marysnutritionals.com. Uh, mention Adam Dunshow with your order. Um, they'll take care of you. You guys take care of us, and we all love it. Uh, and, of course, big, big shout-out to Dark Horse Genetics. Uh, Jason, Colin, everybody down there uh, at Dark Horse uh, pursuing the goals, uh, conquering the the seed game. Uh, Dunsky. Yes, I'm just on the phone doing some doing some, some international coordinating. I'm doing some coordinating, 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 coordinating the international arrangements. Yeah, international arrangements. You getting Justin Bieber drugs in South America? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I do. Yeah, you, know you, you, know you know how I roll. You know how I roll. I know what happens. Uh, check them out, darkhorsegenetics.com, and more news coming from them again in the near future. Also, Dark Horse will be at the uh, Southern California Cannabis Cup with yeah, us. The champ will be there. Squishing? Yeah, we're bringing the press. I'm driving Bring out. flowers. He's squishing. So, yeah, bring flowers, bring hash, bring sift, bring whatever you want. I we believe will be at the Dark Horse booth squishing. I believe we may be doing a breeder's panel, a Dark Horse breeder's panel, a private location, private event. If you're coming and you're listening to the show, uh, reach out to us on the Facebook group or via Instagram, and we'll link you in with it, of course. Uh, speaking of Instagram, by the way... <gasps> Don't don't even talk about it. This kid, is my segue. This is my kid, segue, this is my segue to Adzi. He's still saying Instagram. He goes nuts. Look at uh, him. He's already on it. He's already looking. Adzi. He's finding haters. 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 Hashtag haters. Uh, Adzi is officially more. Adzi 2016 is the hashtag <laughs> that we ask people <laughs> to use for. <laughs> that we ask people to use to be uh, invited to the open seats at the Adam Dunn Show Invitational uh what do we call it? Cannabis the classic? Cannabis competition? Which one? Adzi? Adam Dunn Show Invitational. What is it? 
How would you describe it? Something Some, really snooty and snotty sounding. The yeah. cannabis classic. Yeah, cannabis. The cl- yeah. You have to clench your mouth when you say it. Yeah, yeah, classic. classic. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Adzy2016 is officially more pop, way more popular hashtag than AIDS2016, which pops up right under Ow. the suggestion that when you type bad, it in. That's a bad joke. That's no, true fact. It's true, but it's... It's, it's true, it's, dude. One thing's coming up, one thing's going well, yeah, out. Yeah, no, you know? exactly. It's yeah. the relevance. It's yeah. the scale of the relevance, because yeah. last year there was no one with a hashtag Adzy2016 before the event. So, speaking of invitational, and this is why I bring it up, it would be rude for me to talk about it with you gentlemen on the phone if I wasn't intending to invite you to attend either as competitors or as, of course, guest attendees slash judges to the extent that you want to take it that serious. We never like to force um, non-competitors to judge because we know it's pretty actually grueling. It's, better Gru- it's just, a grueling, grueling task. It's better to just be able to, to just take what you want and you know, enjoy it. Um, I, I I like invitational guys. Classic invitational sounds like well, it's already no, the invitational. No, yeah, yeah, that's that's oh, what it's we're just trying that's to throw an extra tag on it to give it even more doesn't, snootiness. Doesn't, doesn't add anything to it. It's, no. it's so. But you, you, know, clench, you didn't clench your mouth. You didn't clench your mouth. You have to clench your mouth when you're saying it. You have to say, <laughs> you gotta talk to you. Yeah. If you don't do that, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So that's the whole point. You're really good at that. Do it again. Punch your mouth when you're talking. Yeah, you have to, it's, very, it's very important. You have to, right. Very important. You want to show some class. So, yeah, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, both both Wolf and Tom, we, we definitely want to bring you down, uh, bring you out for that. Uh, I'll, I'll, of course, message you with the contact info uh, regarding it. Um, it's going to be if pretty can good. Ha- if you can handle it, guys. If you if can, you can handle, handle the 52 best growers that we can find. And we're searching pretty hard this year. And cool. last and last year was really really fucking phenomenal. We only had thirty competitors. This year we have fifty two. So yeah. Now now you said this is a breeders' cup. Uh, no, Ish. it's a growers growers Ish. growers cup. There's breeders okay. there though. There's a lot of breeders there. Yeah. It's but it's not strictly a breeders' cup. It's the uh, higher end growers. It's, it's, it's top people who aren't newbies and know what they're doing, huh? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Some people just grind on the same thing for years and years and years and perfected it, and other people are. You know, all over the place with five thousand projects going on. We, you know, all the t- you know all the types. Yeah, you know the styles. And it's cool yeah. to see how that how that matches up. We kind of have a unique format where it's this head to head. That's the main. It's a thing. double elimination head to head tournament. So everything gets compared in some way or another. Uh, no, relatively, no categories. That's the main thing. So everybody yeah. gets like, what? No categories, but it's important because I mean, at the end of the day, we. It's not that weed is weed, but it, you know it's it's being consumed and it's being judged in the sense like you can't really separate hybrids and stuff too much. You know, what I mean, it's hard. In, 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 a, in a week from now, uh, which one are you going to remember? In a year from now, which one are you going to remember? It's not a bad way to go. Not even that. Just like honestly, at this event, I remember. I still remember all of them from last year. Well, of course, you know it, it's, it, 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 they're all in that in that upper tier. So it's really it's really exceptional. You're just seeing how far off perfect. It's like I compare it to professional darts or professional bowling. Where it's like when I when I bowl, yeah, I don't really break like a hundred. When you watch those guys, are just suck. like bra, bra, bra. the yeah, difference like, is like one pin. It's like oh my god, he messed up and he loses the whole thing. Yeah, like one darts pin. like bullseye, 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 a little bit off of the bullseye. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, you gotta. You're definitely not going to have a... Well, you might you might forget all of them. It's, it's, it could happen. It could happen. Well, yeah. That, uh, forgot a lot of... Th- a lot of people forgot, forgot a lot, a lot of, of stuff. Yeah, forgot I, a lot of stuff. Dude, it was, many people say that that was the highest they think they've ever been. So that's good. Um, do we still have Tom on the line? I am. Okay, excellent. Right on. Um, so we got about 15 minutes left with you, gents. Uh, 15, half hour, whatevs. Um, 
I guess I want to kind of go talk about the what it was like seeing. You know, I, I found a news article again from uh, when you kind of shut it down and you had grown to circulation of twenty thousand, uh, and you saw things changing, uh, and you shut down Sensimilia Tips. What what was it like? I mean, had you thought that hey, we're winning, and then? I guess here's where I'm at. I'm looking at it now, and, and I think we all agree, like, Genie's out of the bottle, ain't going back in. And at that point in time, did it feel like uh, you were approaching that? And, and what was it like, the disappointment, to see it get sucked right the fuck back in? Well, the industry was growing so big that I knew they weren't going to shut that down. So they went after, you know, the low-hanging fruit, sort of. And I was one of the low-hangers. And... uh it felt like having a kid killed. I mean, Tips was a kid, my kid, and, and I was I was depressed. I thought some evil revenge thoughts and stuff. But you know, then Growing Edge took off and it sort of replaced it, sort of. But it it was uh, really hard mentally for me to accept that they could do shit like that. I mean, I still had the American belief of freedom and privacy and i wasn't doing anything wrong you know it's like you know camcorders were sold and people did child pornography with them guns were sold and people killed each other you know how the hell do i i wasn't asking people are you growing cannabis with this so it really uh you you guys are doing everything uh, you know to not do that making people sign things and stuff is like come on yeah so it really was hard mentally on me but uh you know it was so long ago now i can hardly uh remember it but um you know yeah when you, you, must, you must have thought at that point in time like you know obviously because it's like like you said it was your baby and, and everything kind of crushing and crumbling down and stuff i think probably in that the lowest point there you probably would have never in a million years really imagined that it would get that america would turn around and i mean it wouldn't it's not a short time it's you know 20 plus years but uh definitely that it's gone in the direction that it really is yeah can you contrast that moment to this moment type thing every time that i go to a cannabis conference or a festival or an expo or something i just it feels like back to the future that movie with uh michael keaton it's it's like i never thought it'd be like this in my lifetime and uh you know i've been going to uh conferences and expos and cops for seven years now and and even now, when I go to a, a new one, I'm there. Holy shit, this is, you know, like back to the future. It's yeah. just, and um, a lot of people my age feel that is, is we never thought we'd see it in our lifetime. And in the next four to five years, it's going to even change more. I mean, the feds are going to eventually give up. And, um, you know, Earl Blumenauer sent a letter to Obama a couple days ago saying, just take it off the schedule completely, you know, as a a parting act of your final year in office. And, you know, who knows? He could do it. It, It'd be great if he did, just with an executive order. I'll tell you, that's I've been waiting since the day he was inaugurated for him to do that on the way out to really see what I think of the guy. Well... You could tell he's weathered the storm, he's aged probably 20 years since he'd been in there as we talk about and uh he's on his way out uh he he accomplished some things i guess he wanted to he compromised on almost everything 
he's probably he's going to throw some parting shots. The guy seems like he has some spunk. Uh, and if that's one he's down for, I might actually uh, call him a prisoner I liked. I'll, I'll tell you that. Now, now, I mean, his I'll, speech last night was, was, I thought, really good because he was throwing jabs at everybody. Usually the State of the Union is, you know, a, a sort of puff piece, but his had some sharp edges to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and increasingly in the in the past six months, he's like, uh, I don't. He's very self-referential. He doesn't gloss over things. He he shows a savvy, and it, it's funny. Uh, and you know, so far so good. I guess uh, maybe he'll legalize it. And uh. for, for me, schedule one is obviously the problem, right? But schedule two is not a solution that will help any of us. No. Oh, it's handing over it to the pharmaceutical. I guess yeah. it's worse because then all of a sudden now exactly. we're like it's a we bit can't worse. do. None of us can do whatever we're doing. You know, none one, of us one, through, one through five. Yeah, one through five all require a prescription. Mm-hmm. If they created a class, a schedule six, we could still be in compliance with international law. Put every over-the-counter drug, including cannabis, in that category, still be compliant and be able to go over the counter. Here's where I'm at, though. I don't want to have to buy cannabis from, like, Walgreens. I don't want to have to buy it. Yeah. I think classifying it I think take as it out a out drug completely. at all is... Yeah, I think is, that's the whole thing, is it just it needs to be, like, re, reclassified as, like, a nutraceutical or something like that, you know, or just, like, a an, another... Or how about just, like, something... Another herb. It's yeah, another it's herb, herb, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, dude, you can sell Tax it. Tax it like basil, dude. You know, and maybe, you know, of course, you could have specialized places that sell it, and just, like, those things are done properly, but at the same time... It should just be taken off entirely. I think I don't alcohol's think not scheduled. No, yeah, exactly. you know, tax- so so how about and we ta- just and it's taxed like like eight times as much as alcohol here. Alcohol is four point six five, and cannabis is like you know fifty. <laughs> so you know. laws which we're we're facing, and and in every place that we're legalizing, we're having to be second class citizens, and that's wrong. You know, our businessmen. Well, it's a little bit like how when you know when you buy a pack of papers and and they they tax it the same as a pack of cigarettes, and you're kind of like, whoa, that just changed the game on cigarette papers. All of a sudden, now I'm paying, you know, wait, more on the tax than I would on the papers in some other states. You know what I mean? And that's that's a crazy idea, but it's just a way to like penalize. You know, oh, you guys want to smoke weed? Great, pay this hey, same as you would if you pay it for a whole pack of cigarettes, which is horrible. You know what I mean? Which should be taxed because. You shouldn't be smoking in the first place. You know what I mean? That's cannabis not welcome here. Yeah, yeah. No no cannabis consumers allowed here. You know, it, it is Jim Crow. And we didn't get... Martin Luther King would never have gotten the advances he did without Stokely Carmichael going, burn, baby, burn. And we need more really radical people to, to make things look moderate. I mean, you were talking about the high tide that was that was where we were and went back and did he ever believe we were going to be back here this is this is a little further this is god it has taken that long sorry to yeah well it's it is it's a real it's a good well it's great that we're all still here and that's the most important part right so you get you get a chance to experience it which is huge you're still you know viable which is great so you can actually like you could introduce, reintroduce. I think you could reintroduce sensimilar tips tomorrow, and people would would jump all over. Bigger it. than ever. Yeah, Maybe, for sure. It would. You you do it online. It would have. It would. You know, print would go, but it would be bigger than ever online. You know, online, no problem. People are savvy enough. It's not a problem. And and everybody. I mean, especially one thing I do love about online stuff is the zoomability of the photos and stuff. Like you kind of forget about that. 
And like if you grab a regular magazine, it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of lame now. I can't like yeah. zoom in on these photos. You know what I mean? You start on your phone. Like my especially. kid will actually pretend like he thinks he can zoom in on everything. So he's like zooming in on, on paint, books and books magazines and, and magazines. I'm like, nah, it doesn't really work that way. You know, I'm sorry, kid. You can't <laughs> zoom in yet. Not, not on everything. And I, I second that. Of course, you already know that, Tom. I, I'd like to see him get every show that's on Cultivation together on one channel as, as a uh, online sense tips. But he's doing touring, which I think is a brilliant idea. So, you know. Well, we got a network coming up. Yeah, so. we, we're actually at the end of the month moving into our new studios out of so. which we plan to spring a network. So, so yeah, we may be well, talking talk. to you. We'll be talking. Yeah. We'll be talking. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a uh, and, and you know the thing is that the, their audience base has just expanded so much in the last few years, and people's like now this is actually people's uh, jobs. You know, what I mean, it's, it's, your, not, it's, it's not even like career. it's like a real career. So the fact that there's that wealth of information that's there that's being utilized now, and some of it can be you know some of those things can finally be put to the test, um, you know, and refined, and and then. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I think it wouldn't take more than a year's worth of exposure to to get it right back. Up, well, I'll tell you this: was, I'm and, looking, and, and I'm faster looking than that because it's right here at uh, the Sensimilia Tips Facebook group, which is a, a shaded, you know, it's a subgroup. It's not a representative demographic. But you said at your height, you had 2,500 subscribers. This Facebook group is 1,654 right now, and I don't think this thing's even a year old. Yeah, and that's and that's a good start, right? Then that's a huge start. Plus, huge. plus people, plus the whole thing is what I loved about. Magazines like that were the, the the passability of the whole thing. Like you could pass that on to somebody else, and they'll totally becomes like a it. relic. Yeah. And then they can, you know, and like that's the one thing that even High Times had a good good passability. Like their their whole thing was like ten people would read it on you know most average lifespan of the magazine would be like handed off ten <laughs> times. You know what I mean? Which doesn't happen to like Golf Digest. You know what I mean? That doesn't get handed off five times. It goes once to in your bathroom and gets peed on by everybody and then it gets thrown <laughs> in the trash and that's about it. It's just there's so many magazines now. It's it's just a different world than it was thirty years ago. Yeah. And you know, some of them are really, really good and it would just be too much both yeah, money wise. You don't have to print it, but definitely a digital version would be Yeah. Well we'll do it for you, bud. We'll do it. Don't <laughs> worry. Pretty much we're offering to do it for you. You just gotta <laughs> just gotta give us the thumbs up and uh we'll take it out. Watch take it the name. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you come out to Colorado anytime? Uh, or have you uh, I went to a couple conferences at the uh, Merchandise Mart yep. last year. I might, uh, you know, I went to the Cannabis Cup. But um, right now, nothing. The next one I'm doing is San Francisco in February, the International Conf- Business what is it? International Cannabis, Cannabis Business. Business Conference. That's all we were warned about, right? I don't know. I never <laughs> go to those ones. San Francisco and International and Business are things that usually... It's a, I went to the one last year. It's actually a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. As, as, as Green Rush ones go, it, it actually is. Alex Rogers, the guy who puts those on, puts on a good show. It's worth it. Yeah. It, attracts, it attracts more... Uh, I call traditional people than oh, cool. okay. the Green Rushers. But uh, the other good one is, uh, oh, damn, can't think of it right now. Yeah, it's always, but, there's, always, there's always an M in there. There's an M or a C. 
We were, I mean, we were, we were <laughs> so uh, pleasantly uh, surprised with Emerald Cup. Yeah, Emerald we Cup was this year for the first time. We're like, we're, that's our new thing, you know. We're like, that's it. That's, that's the like circuit we wanted to go. go to one in Maine or Rhode Island to experience right. the East Coast phenomena. But Adam does those. Yeah, too. I do Rhode Island. So if you want to come to Rhode Island and next oh, time really? I'm out there, yeah, and uh, there's some great, there's some definitely some great folk. I grew up there a little bit, so I know a lot of the locals, and and there's some great growers there, and. I mean, there there's some there's some uh, beautiful outdoor, considering it's East Coast, you know. But they have that little, like they're in that little nook right there where they get some really awesome like extension on their their season by about two weeks, you know, than most their, most other areas around there. And well, I'm, I grew my first plant on Cape Cod in in Harwich. Oh, nice. And uh, and then moved to Oregon a year later, but um, I didn't know a thing about it. I just had some Mexican ditch weed and planted some seeds and thought I hit the jackpot with the uh, male flower and then got a mild headache. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn. <laughs> Wrong. So uh, we wanted to know uh, a little bit on that note, you know, you you weren't, as you said, trading in seed or collecting seed, but you were around for some of the, you know, fundamental uh trips that led to the genetics that Adam's holding in that seed bank catalog that led to the genetics we have today. Um, Wolfie, we talk about this with you all the time, man. We definitely have uh, plenty of strain hunters listening in the audience right now, which, by the way, i got to say, gentlemen, broke 100 views uh, for pretty much the entire show today, so solid, solid turnout. Um, do you have any, any anecdotes, any stories, any uh, folklore surrounding any of the any of the strains from up in that area? Well, Just, uh, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go, Wolfie. You, you, you. <laughs> you, you. Just that uh, uh, Blueberry was developed in Corvallis, and, you know, that's the basis for Blue Dream and a bunch of others. Uh, some botanists at Oregon State University uh, developed it, um, and in Oregon it's it's the basis for a lot. I just never was into the seed phenomena. Um, I I had a great stock in 1978 when I was uh, I was a manager for this Hawaiian grower who had some great indica sativa and even had some ruderalis. And what he was doing, he had four farms in Oregon, and and we we put in thousands of plants, and then I found out later. He was taking it to Hawaii and selling it as Hawaiian. Because back in '78, Oregon was only getting 800 to 1,000 a pound. Took it to Hawaii and got 3,200 a pound. And they were looking for weed going out of Hawaii, not into Hawaii. And so he just was bringing it down there. And, and I found out a couple of years later that that was his little scheme. Yeah. I only got a cut of the action from the Oregon uh, prices. But, that's a classic. Uh, that's a classic. A lot of Cali weed. I mean, most of the weed you buy in Hawaii is from California. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, that's great. <laughs> Came all the way here to buy Cali weed, you know. And yeah, it's just because they get better price, obviously. But he had he had good seed stock, and I never really uh, I saved some for the following year when I went off on my own and grew the crop that got popped. And um, you know, these ruderalis were just little scrawny, two, three foot high plants. Smelled just like hash and uh, just had scrawny, potent buds. But um, and then he had nice indicas that you know back then hardly anybody was growing indica, and and then some nice sativas. 
it's in, it's interesting the the Oregon Hawaiian connection there though again because that's kind of where we saw a lot of seems like there's a lot of people kind of going between those two places uh, and doing kind of continuously doing crops and a little bit of trading going on. Yeah, we heard that story a lot. Yeah, it seems yeah. to, and you know if you think about Oregon too, how it's like you know green as hell and definitely compatible to Hawaii in the sense of yeah, a lot a of the same farming techniques work and yeah and the humidity issues and stuff a little different i mean definitely different obviously but um yeah it kind of kind of a, seems like that might be the the hub of a lot of good stuff right there you know yeah yeah and it's like afghanis grown in between those those climates you know because i think the northwest definitely dictated the indoor growth scene of america you know what i mean for the longest time started uh, it when when what what year was it again you started the shop what year? What that? What? Yeah, the first year you started your uh, retail shop. Oh, I started in nineteen eighty. Eighty, um, and what year? Do you know what year Hortelux started officially? Oh yeah, you have your Hortelux story. Because I, I got a story from uh, Bo and uh, one of the guys who owns Chlorophyll out here. He goes, he's he's always hanging out with everybody, and I guess one of the sons of uh, the Hortelux family was here, Dutch guy. And told him kind of how the whole thing started, which was interesting because kind of Hortelux I consider to be the the beginning of the whole thing. And uh, his, his there's two Hortaluxes. There's Hortelux Schrader and there's Hortelux that's a division of Iwasaki. That would be the I guess would be the first one, right? It's the Dutch. Basically, there's a this guy was a like his they were tulip farmers uh, before they got into the lighting, and the whole reason that they figured it out, which was interesting, because Dad. Dad had a brain, you know what I mean. Which was they. There's apparently with a photo period uh, interruption at the wrong time, you'll lose the entire crop because all the heads fall off. You of know? tulips, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like it's a real sensitive crop. So um, apparently they had, and I think it's with temperature related or something like that. So it's a combination of temperature and a photo period. So they um, came out, lost almost their entire all their greenhouses. Except for on the very, very back side, there's a road, there's a street lights above the, the back section, and then that row kept its heads, you know what I mean? So Dad was like, well, why are those there? And looked up and saw street lights and asked what those were made out of. And, you know, at the time, those were all metal halides. And so he went and got some metal halides and started tinkering in the fucking garage and figured out, you know, that they could grow plants with it. And that was, that was a pretty amazing story. But I don't know the year on that, but... Uh, I'm a parent. I mean, was Hortelux already going on when you were started? That's they were like there. Or? Uh, the, I remember Iosaki. Uh, I'm I'm thinking probably like yeah. mid mid to late eighties. <laughs> yeah, Iwasakis were big bulbs at back in. They were the best quality, I think, right back in the day. Um, Iwasaki now does business in North America as Hortelux. Hortelux Trader is PL lighting, and I think the one you're talking about is PL lighting. Yeah, that would be PL. That would be PL originally. When well, but it but it was, I mean, I think it was a Hortelux family, right? Um, actually, the way Hortelux reached North America was by way of Tom's magazine. I wrote an article after nagging Iwasaki for over a year for the Iwasaki IAS nine forty. Wrote about it, liked well, tried it, liked it, wrote about it. Other people then wanted to know about other Iwasaki products. They so, had like a conversion bulbs they were doing. Iwasaki. That's the IH940. Ah, see, you know all the tech stuff on that. Yeah, those were yeah. really good bulbs. And that's the thing is I, I kind of like, uh, I moved to Holland in 89, so I didn't really have a chance to use I mean, These are things that every time I came back, 
I would like kind of try to keep up with the tech or whatever. And I was always like, oh, those sound. And, and, and then because I was working at Sensi Seeds, I obviously that was part of my sales. Being able to make sales was to be yeah. to know what the fuck was going on, you know. So I I would always try to stay up to date. I um, would go. There's a shop in L.A. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, it's been there for he was there forever. And it was just kind of like it was weird. I'd go to these shops and. You know, it was always running parallel with the legal world, and and it was like, okay, everything's legal, it's all gross stuff, but knowing that everybody was always on their like, you know, <laughs> like best behavior and and on their toes. But then I go to my one friend's shop, and it was just like a bunch of homies, and they were all hanging out, and I was just like, oh, this is definitely you know total L.A. you know spot down on Melrose, you know, just didn't give a shit, you know what I mean? And they were like, we're growing weed, pretty much, and I was like, okay, this is. This These is, are my people. This is definitely the kind of shop I want to go hang out at. It was way, way, way cooler, you know. Um, yeah. Any any desire to get back into retail? I know that's hard, hard, hard world, but none, none. Yeah, I mean, you, the, I, I understand. It's I understand. The lowest rung on the business food chain ladder. Yeah, it sucks to. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, you this, do you do make more. Per- was this guy bought a timer, and it got run over by his car. You could see the tire mark. And he brought it back saying it was defective. And it's like, you know, obviously it wasn't defective. You ran over the fucking thing with your car. Yeah. But uh, he he insisted. And, uh, you know, it's just... It's yeah, it's, just, a, it's, a, it's a lot of grinding work. I mean, that's the thing is retail. I did retail in Amsterdam also for 20 years almost. And it was like, okay, that's fun for a while because, you know, it's, I actually, like, lived in my place, so it didn't really matter. I was just come downstairs, and I'm like, all right, everybody, I'm open. You know, I'm, I'm here I am. So I was like, that wasn't so hard. But in general, the – it did – you know, I couldn't leave. You know, it was, like, not like I could just walk out the door and go do stuff. I pretty much – like, at one point, I think I didn't leave my facility for, like, over a year, it felt like. I had to go outside at night. I'd go outside at night and get food or something like that, but I couldn't. I was, like, the only guy. I was running running the show, you know what I mean? And it was like – Okay, now I kind of dug myself into a hole where I can't fucking leave unless they pay somebody, and then they'll just rip you off. And did you have a, how many how many employees do you think you went through over the years? That's one of those like oh gee, like I went through like 138. I counted at one point. I was like, that's a lot of employees. You know what I mean? Just just because you gotta filter them in and filter them out, and you have a lot yeah, of a lot between, of theft. You have three, a lot of theft and stuff in your industry. I had three different businesses. I probably went over a hundred too. Yeah. Did you have to like? Did, were you in charge of? Were you doing the Donald Trump shit? Did you go fire everybody, or did you like let someone else do it? No, I did it. Did it yourself? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's interesting how huh? as if you run retail, how like it's very predictable. Like you'll something's going on. You know what I mean? You figure something out. You set up your little red herring. You know what I mean? You catch them in the trap, and then they don't ever come. They never come for their fucking like to get nailed. And I mean, it's always like like breaking up with somebody where like she comes and breaks up with you right before you're just a bit like what I was, I was just planning you know what? to break up with you tomorrow they always come in and go you know what this job's not really for me I'm out of here and like just to avoid the confrontation and I've had that so many times where I'd be like you know what it's actually better they just like walk away and I'm up to deal with them you know what I mean they know they were 100% guilty you know what I mean caught red handed well the, the way Growing Edge ended was uh, uh, December of 2008 the uh, January 2009 issue came out and I started getting calls from all these people that my ad guy put in all the wrong ads. He put in, like, old ads. And so I was going to have to do the whole thing over again for free. Right. And, you know, I had a rainy day fund of $100,000. And I said, 
fuck this, I'm done. You know, Max Yield was kicking our ass by that time. And I just I just said, you know, I'm done. I, I'm burnt out. I've been doing this for over 30 years and can't do it anymore. And, you know, obviously I fired, uh, I fired the ad guy and then I told everybody else, you got a week to come in and look for another job or quit or whatever, but we're done. And I just folded everything up and quit and basically retired. And uh, I was, you know, retired for a few years, five years, and now I'm ready to get back into something that looks like tourism. Nice, nice. You know, I, I look forward to not handling product. Handling, you know, products and retail. Because he knows, because he wants to get invited to the, the Adzi. He's trying to come back to get, get into the Adzi, and there you go. He mentioned it last time, but no, we're good. Everybody's safe. Everybody's Chat safe. Thanks, we just cops, but we're everybody's safe. Are they alone safe. social clubs in Colorado? No, no, no. They, they're totally lame about that. It's, know, it's, I, I realized we, we had a mile from where I lived, they opened up a small brew pub, and it became like a community center. And that's what, you know, people that lived in the area for 30 years had never met each other, and now there's all these people that got to know each other and made the community stronger. Yeah. And that's going to be one of the arguments, I feel, for cannabis social clubs is that it gets everybody together and you get to know your neighbors and it makes the that's community... That's terrible. Well, that's what Hood they don't, was, they don't want right? that. They want you to sit in front of a TV and get and buy stuff. That's pretty much, the, <laughs> that's pretty much what they want. No, I know. And that is the... Um, you and know, that's more possible than ever with smartphones. I mean, that's what... That, I had a place here called the Hood Lab and our spot was like that too. It was definitely a meeting. And, and just the same... I mean, well, every, I'll say every place I've ever owned has been like that because I'm always made it very comfortable and I don't try to like get people in and out real quick. I'm always like trying to like hang out and to see what's going on and make you know make it a little more of a social spot and i think it's going to happen here it's just that they what happened was they they they, they were going to put it on the bill and they were people were like got all the signatures they needed right away and it almost scared the local government to the point where they even said like hey if you guys don't do it right now we'll make a deal you know what i mean so we're kind of in that zone where we have to wait for we're them trusting to make it. them we're hoping that they're going to really make a deal but at the same time kind of positioning ourselves too because we know it's going to happen you know what i mean it's, and, it, and it has to happen because cannabis without social sort of a spot to go to is the stupidest thing in the world because you're you're first of right all right next to saying stupidest right next to the same stupidest it is like well, it is definitely like the uh, the biggest healing part about if you want to think about medicinal and you want to think about people who need cannabis it's like the social side of it is even more than sometimes the cannabis itself you know because a lot of these people like if you go home Don't and get sit to interact with people. Well, sure. my whole deal is if you go buy if you go buy your little sack of weed, go home and sit in front of the TV and sit in your same spot that you sat every day and don't have anybody to talk to. That's not really as healing as going to a place, buying the same weed, smoking a little bit of it there, hanging out with a bunch of people and everybody sharing and getting you know getting full cannabinoid fucking saturation because you're hanging with five people. They all smoking different kinds of weed. You share with everybody. Now you really got like a full you, you taught stories. You got everything. You go home. 
and everything's like a lot instead of like by the time you get home you got to go back and get more weed because that shit's already done you know what I mean? that's how i always feel about it like people i see people buy this like gram of weed it's like really gonna go home with a gram of weed by the time i got home yeah, i'd have to turn around and go, on the way home i have to yeah. go home and get i have to go back and get more you know so it's like everyone has their different level but i think that person who has that when well, they can only they can get high on just a gram of weed at home and stuff they'd the effects would have been much more uh, beneficial if they could have just <clears throat> smoked a tiny bit of that with all their friends. You know what I mean? And we're new friends. Yeah, and yeah. made friends and had new friends. It's like I have a three-year-old, and it's like one of those things where you know he hasn't got to, he doesn't go to school yet. So I'm like, once he goes to school, it's on. You know what I mean? That's like because he's dying for friends. Every time he sees a kid, he's like, ah friend is that my friend you know what i mean so it's like it's kind of the same when you're when you're a medical patient you you got a condition you think you're the only one you know what i mean all of a sudden you're in a group with a bunch of people and hanging out in a place on your own not like told told to go to a group and all of a sudden you're like oh wow i got the same thing you got fibromyalgia yeah me too and all of a sudden bam you guys are like you guys are trading off tincture recipes or you know whatever it is and you just help that person tremendously you know that's the whole point of fucking life i kind of help each other out yeah, definitely. Amen. And uh, our, our good carry, our, Adam. We're here. Are we got we got Wolfie coming out this way for you? Think what are you thinking? You thinking you're going to come for this, Adzi, or what? Well, we want Tom out too. If we, we want Tom, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. But, but but Wolfie, I have a feeling is, is definitely going to make it right. If there's any way I can get down there, um, well, I will. we'll just we'll just going to strap you on the top of somebody's truck or something. Yeah, like we that. got people I'll, coming I'll, from I'll that see area. See if I can't get one of my sponsors to bring me down because I know they'll be down there. They offered to drive me down there last time. Nice. Yeah, you should definitely take them up on it this time. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, is it okay with you guys if I do a quick shout out to the people that are Indeed. supporting it is the perfect timing? Films? Time for you to do that, my friend. <laughs> if you would please come to timeforhemp.com and there's a tab on there called Grow. You'll see that we have a live cam going. Uh, right now, there's some issues. We're we just got in some outdoor cameras today because we figured out. Hey, we're trying to reproduce light that's like outside. Uh, that's a little much for indoor cameras. So there's going to be a little change over there. Um, the people who have been kind enough to supply lights for what is going to be four closets are Endomax's 315 CMH, Indigro's 400 watt light, uh, the 420 pontoon, uh, the uh, the Johnson Grow Light light emitting surface and um, there is an LED they don't get named but their company Urban Greenhouse my Urban Greenhouse <laughs> kit that they've given us that and from the seed companies Seeds Here Now uh, has been kind enough to participate Mr. Nice has been kind enough to participate Crop King and Rick Moss um, DeKine has been is given us all kinds of good nutrients and we're in the midst of working with a couple of other people we're probably jeremy if you're listening we want you in this because i like organic greener you know growing greener is growing wiser uh the show is timeforhemp.com farmer in the sky uh, the farmer in the sky retail out one more time load up timeforhemp.com slash the Farmer in the Sky Radio Hour. There it is. There you go. Bam. Uh, don't, you got to you got to remember those slashes. <laughs> uh, Tom, any shout-outs from you, sir? Uh, just check out Sensimia Tips Magazine group on Facebook, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> nice. 
And uh, we're definitely going to cross paths at some point. Definitely. Yeah. Stay look in for- touch. Look forward to it for sure. Um, did you learn anything, Ryan? You're not even paying attention no, anymore. Well, he was texting. He was on He's Instagram texting. He's also. texting. Well, this is yeah, what happens to you. This I, is I'm the you. gearing up for the some youth. things. The so you. I'm busy. He's, he's, he's gearing, up, gearing up. Gearing up for some things. <laughs> yeah, you're not Shout listening. out to, uh, not listening to nothing. If anyone in the chat room. I'll say this. I, I got Bodhi sent us 20 packs of seats to give away. Nice. So not, if not, anyone in the Not including ch- mine right here. Not including our seats. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He sent seats for you, seats nice. for me, and then 20 to give away. Nice. I want one. I want one. The kid gets shammed every shammed. time a giveaway comes Triple that shammed. isn't a t-shirt. Well, you'll get it. It's bullshit. There was literally Adam's name's on a bag. My name was on a bag, yeah, and then you, giveaway you, was no on bags. a bag. And no my bags. name, my middle name is giveaway. Yeah. So. That's <laughs> what your mom said. That's your mom <laughs> Oh my god! All right, so the, I will. Oh, I emailed Bodie to ask him how he wants us to give uh, to give the seeds away. Um, but in the meantime, I will give one pack away. Uh, if anyone can uh, reconstruct what we were laughing at when the kid walked. Across the camera that <laughs> and across the camera back. Oh, yeah. right. See, I don't think anybody will pick up on it. If anyone it, does pick up no. on it by yes. next week's I episode, knew. first person who picks up on it by next week's episode gets a pack of bodies. There you go. Because I was thinking about it and I'm like, anyone, yeah, I anywhere. wonder if they're going to pick have, up put on it. Put your hands this. in the air is what you should have like, no, done. They're too focused on should've, talking should've to you. You should have had your hands <laughs> in the air. You should have looked at the, the height. And then they were worried about me. You fucked up. So, okay. So, yeah, first person to get that to us, email it to info at adamdunshow.com. And uh, you will have oh, and one yourself a pack of body seeds, and um, so it looks like uh, Wolfie is telling me to tell you guys to stay alert for special news regarding the Northern Lights in one to two months. I hope that's an accurate. That's interesting. An accurate interpretation of this shorthand. It, it is. is okay. Great. Oh, you're still on the line. Oh, you could just say yeah. it, man. Jump in. Cut me off. I don't <laughs> you care. Just, you could just say it. You're simulcasting this. This is the most your show is mine. Now, okay. This is not a for sure, so I don't want to get anyone's hopes up too much. But uh, it looks like the guy who created it is maybe going to be willing to uh, on the NL five is maybe going to w- be willing to come on you guys and me. Wow, so, <laughs> that would be huge. That would be huge. Well, that would we'll be, see. That'd be great. That'd be great. That's one of those. I've been begging a lot. Yeah, and I will tell everyone that we have had huge inroads, as I posted in the chat room. Uh, Shanti Baba has agreed to come on the show. Uh, we're still coordinating a date and time for it. Nice. But that is another one of these uh, major history episodes. Hey, uh, Champ. What up? Who's Shanti Baba? Oh yeah, we got to announce uh, Alibaba's cousin. Oh boy. <laughs> you want to guess? Is that uh, no, not really. No, I mean, no he, interest. I, not no interest. I just, I just know no that nothing. I guess it's not. That's not gonna be right. So there's no point. Mm. Alibaba's cousin was my best guess. So they they tracked down the winner of the Zelda. I think Zelda. Zelda. What do you mean? We don't have to do anything, right? We don't have to do anything. No, they already did it. They, uh, but I'm trying to. See Who did what? Uh, see through now. 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 I hear there's beef. Now. I hear there's see through now beef. With what? whom? We can talk off air. What are you talking about? I just hear he's beefing with people. Oh, you're you, what? He's hanging out with you now? Oh no, I don't know. I just I just hear through the grapevine. Uh, I don't, wait, I don't give a shit either way. Beef. I'm gonna use the the opportunity we have by with all this brain. wisdom on the other end of the phone to to share some wisdom with our young buddy, the champ here, and tell him that in our community, people don't really respect people who are into conflict. Um. 
mostly not mostly not we got a lot of uh we got a lot of very mellowed out bikers who still like an occasional dance but mostly nah we're, we, we're we, we do the same thing we have the same thing over yeah, here yeah that's pretty much that's what exactly we got what going we got right on. now it all makes sense yeah now we understand <laughs> I mean, you know, he said the B word. He said the B word. We understand that. That's that's that's, that's, what we, that's yeah. the champ right here. That's the champ. Can't help it. Just flies off the handle every so often. Wait, what did something. I say? Huh? What? What? He said the word biker, and you're not even paying attention, yeah. and he didn't even mean it as a joke. No. Now he, oh, he, no, he, he I, didn't I, know I, you I were an official biker. Unofficial biker. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Your violent. Your I don't violent, even understand what's going violent, on right Your now. violent streaks. I'm distracted. Your, your violence. <laughs> your are If yeah. I just let you berate me with insults and don't say anything, it's because I clearly. I'll send it to you on Instagram. You go, I'll, I'll send you a message on Instagram. <laughs> you, dude, when you sent me that little picture the other day, I got it right away though, and I answered right it. away. Did I was you, surprised I that you were on there. I didn't though. see it. I never. Mind. It's the first picture I've ever sent to somebody. Really? I don't. Know. Like you had I to learn how to no. use the chat thing. Exactly. I was like, maybe you should send it this. Yeah, because it gets to me quickly that way. Oh. But you're annoying because now you have you have the red receipts on on your cell phone now, so you should turn that off because now people can tell like, oh fuck, he read his message and he's just choosing to not answer me now. Like no, it's not like I don't care. About oh, I wonder things. if he's not answering. It's like, nope, he read that shit and he's not answering me. For days on end. Oh, see, I don't know. I like that, actually. My like mom that. has it, too, and I'm like, Mom, you know I can tell when you're fucking ignoring me now. That's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> the, 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 so we've a, had two guesses on what the kid was carrying. Well, any of them, right? No, so far, no. No, no one's going to guess. No one's going to know. I, I don't know what it looked like on camera. I know that we both cracked up at we it. It was laughed. very obvious. We laughed. <laughs> we cried. It was it was better than cats. You carried something with something else that way. Yeah. And, and then, then a little bit later, you carried the one thing used on the other thing oh, back right. You're giving way. too much. Now you're giving too much. Yeah. Yeah, now you're giving it away. <laughs> you might as well yeah. just say it. No. no. <laughs> Kid. My God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. All right. Well, so, uh, I we, guess we're we're, we're wrap, in the wrap up zone. We're in the wrap up yep. zone. We're moving. We're moving good. We did it. We did pretty good, guys. God, dude, it's gonna be weird when we're only doing two hours per show. Yeah, it's rough. Rough life. It's all right. We'll be doing you know four hours per week. It'll be there'll be less. There'll be less dead time. Like right now, we have a few dead. We had we had a, at least a minute worth of total dead time of the time. Today, just, none of us knew what we were saying. Yeah, it was always like that. Really? Kind of. It was a little. If you add it up, if you added it all up. All right. Two all seconds right. here. I think that's up. acceptable. Acceptable, right. So we're going to get it down to zero. It's going to be like one of those shows where there's just so I hate the shows I hate, you know, and there's like things at the bottom streaming and things on the there's side. There's too much information. Like, ah. There's too much information. There's so much. So you much guys are going to do one of them as a recorded show, right? Yeah. We're going to do, uh, we're going to record them back to back. Well, oh, because one of the fun things about it is you can go back and get rid of those and sound really, really smart instead of like I do a lot. Um, er, um, so it's amazing what you can do with it. It's fun. Be it's like time travel. Take away the ones you didn't want to do. Yeah, uh, that's part of our charm, though. I guess like those original sense tips. You know, we have our our penciled in areas and our <coughs> shitty paper, as it were, of internet radio. We're the shitty paper of internet radio. <laughs> Well, that's going to get better and better, just like Cincinnati Tips did. It was a exactly great, like cut it, it was charming and quirky at the start, and it was sophisticated and hip at the end, just like Growing had done along the way to that point, and is continuing to do. 
for sure. And like I said, you guys could jump, you could for sure just start where you stopped, and it would be like I don't think you skip a beat hardly. Bigger right? than ever, yeah. You know, like pretty much like the next more advertisers than ever. You would hardly see. I mean, you see a little difference in the quality of the of the ads, maybe because they've they've gotten to ridiculous levels. But besides that, um, the content would be just one hundred percent right there. Garden of the month. Yep. And. So, okay, so hopefully we'll see well, – we know we're going to see Wolfie. We always do. So we're going to see you for sure. And then uh, I'll keep my eyes open for you, Tom, for sure, because uh, I'd love to hang out with you. Well, I'll try to do it this year. If if, if uh, one of my uh, clients wants to send me there. So generally we do our thing the weekend before 420, by the way. So if you want to pencil that in, okay. of course. Um in Denver, yeah, it's Denver. It's you know invite. It's an invitational, so it's invite only. So it's not it's not very big. It's a hundred, hundred fifty people, but, but it's, it's but it's you know it's quality. So yeah, it's, it's, usually everybody walks out like, wow, I can't believe I just met that person that because because like the weird thing is with cannabis, we're all so interconnected on weird levels. You know what I mean? Because you either smoked somebody's weed or you heard about this person or that you know that was your ex partner. Is DJ coming? We haven't invited DJ yet. What, do you want to handle that invite for us? Sure. Okay. And, so, and, and, and can you enlighten me a little bit? Like, because that was one of the things during this whole thing. That do we, it. We looked at each. No, no, not that. Um, you were just uh, Tom was saying about how the Blue Dream was developed. Blueberry. Or, or blueberry. Well, the blueberry yeah. was from Corvallis, right? At the university. Okay. Now, so how does that figure? Does that figure in with uh, with uh, Short. DJ Short and his blueberry? I don't know. I don't know who is he. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's a good question. That's a good answer. Good answer. Who is he? Who is that guy? Which gives a perfect example of Tom got out of, you know, that the the deep heavy part of it. He had a magazine to run, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, see if you're listening out there. He went straight. He didn't do anything wrong ever. Anything illegal (laughs) ever again and never will for the rest of his life. No, exactly. We know that. Of course he wouldn't. But um, no, Blueberry. I don't know if uh, if if DJ got it from a guy at Corvallis or uh, what. But everyone attributes Blueberry to DJ, and as far as I know, from the other things he's bred, I got no reason to disbelieve that that's how that went. Yeah, well, it was just interesting to hear that it was developed. Maybe he had a some little starting stock from this Corvallis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe he was from Corvallis at the university. Well, maybe you know what I mean? maybe, it was prof- him. maybe yeah, he's exactly. magically the professor from Corvallis. Exactly. That would be interesting. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Or maybe it's that other story that you heard. Or it's the other story we heard. So, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll, we'll get into that one. That, that could be an con- entire episode on itself, is how it sounds like. Because we, we haven't had DJ Short on yet. So no. That would be good. We can do that. We should do. We should definitely get him on, and uh, maybe we can do that. In the meantime, you can sort of organize that one for us there, Wolfie. You know him, don't you? I know him too, but I don't have his number in my pocket. You don't know? Nah, I don't think so. Sage and Blueberry both just hang out. There you go. I know. That's what I mean. So I know you do. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what we were saying. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Oh, Tom, thank you so much for coming on, man. For sure. And meeting you over the Ethernet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And like I said, we'll definitely link up somewhere for sure. Yeah. I gotta go take a piss, so I gotta leave. Right on, brother. Awesome, Tom. Talk to you again later. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Wolfie. Yeah, Thanks for setting that up. Uh, we're excited to bring you back for when we do Shanti Baba because that's one I know we talked about trying to pull together uh, yes. as a team. That one would definitely be awesome. Get the other people in there too that we were talking about. And <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, 
So, um, I mean, like, I'm ready to do the, try to do that a week from today, but we'll talk about that offline because I don't know if that'll be realistic with everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yes, um, we will. Um, my phone died, so I couldn't get the, the Zelda. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got, got it. it. I thought, ah, see, I, there you go. Hold on. Let me hold pull on. It up. Just trying to figure it Bam, out. Ba, da, da. Oh. Crystal J. Crystal. Hey, guys, our big winner for the Zelda giveaway. Here's our big winner for the Zelda giveaway. Oh, it's Josh Turner. Our buddy Josh Turner. Josh Turner. Josh T at MedCanada.com. That's hilarious. New in the MedCanada. Nice. Library. It's a nice cool. one. Well, congrats funny. to Josh. Josh, uh, congratulations. Yeah, that's the uh, best now. See you now. See you now. Congratulations. Facebook friending me is working out for him. That's why no, people do no it. No beefs. There's no beefs. It was all of rumors. I don't know. I, 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 rumors. I mean, I have no idea, dude. I'm just not rumors. rumors. You're making up rumors. I don't rumors. know. I'm not making up anything. I don't know starter. anything. You're a freaking rumor star. Hey, can, okay. we, can we give a big, big happy birthday? Oh, okay. So this is getting closer. It's wrong, but was the kid throwing away dog poop in those pink baggies? No, nope. no, what no. pink baggies. But you're starting to at least. No, not. I somebody thought I had pink baggies. There's no pink baggies involved at all. <laughs> oh, they're gonna pull it back. They're gonna pull it back. It's your lighting. It's, it's your, pretty it's, easy. If you watch incredible. me walk past and Just walk back, it's really shut easy. your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Hey, unless you want to talk like fucking. Uh, nope. Come on. Okay. Nope. First of all, I want to give a big, big shout out to Regis Philbin. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh that yeah, he we had Regis Philbin. He's the... been on the line the whole time. He's he's here. Very oh, quiet. He's gone. We just lost him. Oh, come no, no, on. He's, I can it's tell he's still there. I'm looking at it on the Skype right now. Time Kid. for wrap ups. Make it happen. Yeah, no, Regis is going to take us out by saying nah, happy birthday to Wolf Siegel. What about Rocky? Also not going to do. What about Joe Pesci? You can't just ask. It's not happening. I'm not into it today. Morgan Freeman. I'm tired. Morgan Freeman. He likes Morgan Freeman. You would like Morgan Freeman to say happy birthday. You sent me a better picture of Morgan Bud Freeman, though, than than Larry Reedman on Weed had. Okay, see. Larry Reedman on Weed, but Morgan Bud Freeman was terrible. Okay, so why don't you help us out and just give a quick happy birthday. Can we say happy birthday to Wolfie? Come on. Say happy birthday. Sing it. Oh. Sing happy birthday, no, Morgan Freeman. What are you so not salty? You, I don't salty want you dog. Do I don't know. You say happy birthday. We already did. Happy yeah, birthday, did. Wolfie, buddy. Yeah, happy sound birthday, Wolfie. Morgan it's 60th Freeman. birthday, too. Is it? That's awesome. Yeah, it's Wolfie's 60th birthday. What is tonight. that? What is that? Like, are there like diamond years and all that kind of stuff? Is there... Nah, that's uh, that's the... I know it's marriage. I know it's marriage bullshit, but I mean... Squeezed is it... for rosin and heavily, heavily terpy dab birthday nice that sounds like a good, good. adam's looking forward to that in that's five good. years you do your body weight in dabs is that the deal yeah. Like, like yeah i think so <laughs> yeah, that's, i think so but that's or your age rounds. or your age in dabs i guess you could do 60 dabs a day <laughs> that'll work yeah i think that'd, that'd be better than spankings of course i gotta talk to my old lady about that <laughs> that's right that's right and uh, it looks like it's listener Spring Hill Jack's birthday tomorrow. Wow, it's like birthday Long-time fever. Listener. Yeah, See, it's always funny whenever whenever there's like a lot of birthdays, you got to look back nine months and say what the fuck goes on around then. And you always it's always like a holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's or, like oh Valentine's Day. Oh, or yeah, the, yeah, blackout. Exactly. Something weird went down. Fucking there was a big blizzard or something. You know, yep. everybody was born nine months later. Like, oh, um, power went out for a few days. Yeah, that makes sense. Got it. That's it. Um, all right. Well, nice one, guys. Uh, I think we're going to do our final, do our final shouts. Yep. All right. And we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. We'll have Wolfie on, obviously, really soon. And, Tom, uh, you know, anytime you can come back, we'd absolutely love it. Yeah, and if you got anything that you want to pump, pump out there, any, you just tell us and we'll, we'll put the word out. Tom's gone. <laughs> Tom's gone. Everybody's gone. Tom's gone. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, champ. Shout outs. Champ? 
yeah, shout outs to uh, my girlfriend Brittany and the dogs that you've seen and heard throughout the entire episode. Yeah, they were. They, were, they, were, they were highly vocal. Well, for that a guy, that guy ran. I mean, why are we even the doorbell? You can see us all sitting right here. Because he's because he's on the radio. You want to make? always want to ring the doorbell. On the radio, on the radio, um, ring the doorbell. I'm that guy. Shout outs to Super Dave, um, Dark Horse up in Seattle. Um, is he Super coming, Dave Gush, is he Gush? supposed to be coming through? Who? What do you mean, Dave? Okay. No, he's going to come. I think we're going to see him at the cup. But oh, I thought he was coming through. <coughs> no, and SD then. Uh, SD Kush. SD Kush. And then, uh, yeah, shots to everybody down at the Dark Horse Lab. AU Extracts, Colin, Jason. You know. Tanner, don't forget Tanner. Well, he's AU Extracts. I don't have to, like, th- I say you AU Extracts, I don't have to really say He Tanner. did say AU Extracts. I'd rather shout the that's company than no. shout Tanner's name. The shout an AU Extracts no. is the company. company. Yes, that's what I'm so saying. So AU Extracts is Tanner. But, mm. but AU Extracts is more a. of a, a promo but shout. But you got to say it like Joe Pesci. Hey, you do it, Joe Pesci. Uh, AU extracts. Hey, it's so, so good. easy. That's so good. And uh, yeah, it's about it. AU extracts. It's do it. Yeah. AU, yeah. You know? AU, AU extracts. extracts. Yeah. Come on, let's let's finish up this shit. I'm tired. I gotta do some what? other things. We're even stopping like a little early, I think, because of you. Yeah, this is less than three hours for sure. We're not, we're, not, we're not pushing the the full three hours. We're like a few minutes short. It's two forty-two. What happened to uh, AJ and, and Mr. Nectars? Mr. Well, Null. you didn't. I don't know. Well, I, don't know. Didn't I didn't do the, something. You didn't put the fucking red carpet out, obviously. Yeah. Should put a something. bigger carpet. You gotta put up the sour signal. Sour. You didn't put the sour. I got light some up sour right sky. here that he can dab on. Sour, he sour. Would've, he would have just shat all over that. Yeah, that's not the sour. This, this smells sour. really. This smells really good. That's not no sour. Okay. What? That was it. You no, know, you do yours. All right. Shouts. What happened Adam. to Char- What happened to Charlotte Green? By the way. Oh, she was gonna. They mistook things. They thought the show was tomorrow. They mistook said, things. They like thought the show was in the me studio. Me and my terrible English, and now you're mistooking things. No, no, no. they mis- they mistook that the they show's at it. your house. They, they no. were like, "Wait a minute, it's at a house." Oh yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to that kid's house. No, that was it. You should have had a studio by now, but two weeks, <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Two I weeks. was there last hey, night. Was there were last you night? there last night? Yeah. Have, when was the last time you were there? No. Just shut your mouth. Is it almost ready? Yeah. Yeah, we're, totally. do you, we're not going to get any ready, or unless we go make it ready. Nope, we're doing the floor tonight. Any readier. What do you mean you're we're doing, doing the floor? We're, we're, we're pouring the doing floor. We're so you're doing. not doing anything. We're no. pouring the floor tonight. Yeah. You mean someone is pouring put, the floor. No, Adam put, and I. Putting photos of you if you come. Give me your own photos on We'll get a pizza. Yep. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. You're lying. Look at him. Yeah. Wait, really? Yes. I will help. Okay. Go down there. We'll meet you. No, there. fuck you. See, that's what I mean. I know you're lying. Pizza guy, I'll meet you there like, too. I'm down to help you that you. shit. I'm not. I'm not the idiot. No. I'll lay the floor if you buy me pizza. The floor is coming. Things are happening. Sexy pizza. Whatever. Things are happening. We're 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 looking at like we're we'll be two weeks. in there by the first. The first. That's first. that's two, two, two weeks. weeks. Two, two weeks, weeks and three days. Three weeks, but. Yeah. 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 I mean, so like our so show. Get, the cool thing is, I ha- I was about to order a computer. But luckily, I did it because then I was able to use it to pay the other half of our security deposit. So yeah, so, we didn't get to improve the show, but we did get a security deposit. So on the new question spot. is though, what are we all? So what so are, the third of February is going to be our first show in the new studio. We think so. We're not sure oh, yet. We, we have hundred percent. Yeah. I was thinking third rail, third rail Fridays. Man. We'll talk to you all again in May. Third of February is cool because it's like two three twenty three. It's our twenty three episode. But that's too quick. We did it one day. What? Oh, no, that's show. two days. If you say the first. No, two days. I can set up in two days. Yeah, we won't have it. We anything. don't even know if it's there anything there. Though. We don't know anything. Like as far as like internet and stuff. So, yeah, oh man. Internet. So yeah, so we're not doing this. We're not, to, so so like we don't know two ten, like June of this year. No, no. <laughs> it'll be in. Don't worry, it's going to be in February. Okay. 
Valentine's Day episode. Why don't you say that, R? Like, why is that silent? In Valentine's Day? No, in February. Like, why is that even... I don't know. I get silent letters, like, how they... But I don't get the silent R in February. I don't understand why it even has to be there. Wow. Why does it... No, you you actually say it... When you say it, you actually kind of do throw it. February. February. No, it's February. Maybe it's just how you say it. February. It's not February. It's not February. February. Yeah. February. Not February. 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 No, the R is in there for no reason whatsoever. February. Yeah, see, that's it, but it's not. It's February, not February. What's well, ridiculous? It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. Uh, apparently, it is. Or oh, Wednesday. It, it is pronounced with the R. Yeah, February. It's February. There's a little R in there. Don't hear it? So it's not. It's February. probably one of the most commonly mispronounced words in the English language. The R in February has been dropped, so it is almost always pronounced. February without the R. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this is because placing the R sound on the word makes it slightly more difficult to pronounce, and since laziness tends to get the upper hand. Oh, February. February. February! Now, what about yeah, like what about like? Thank God I wasn't born. So that February month. is pretty much the uh, the living soil. What about Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday. It's not wed- <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> no, all these days are fucking with you, huh? Wednesday. Wednesday. It's, it's day. not. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday is a tough one. Wednesday. 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 Or clothes. Clothes and cloths. Well, Wednesday came from. We actually know this one came from Woden's Day in German, which came from the Norse Odin's Day. But why so, do they have to spell it like that? Because that's what it came from. They just changed the vowel sound. Well, it's ridiculous. Anything is ridiculous. Wolfie's there. I didn't even know Wolfie, you were there. Wolfie's still hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfie's just hanging in there like a wedding in his Like when you had a fish on the line, you forgot. You're just like, whoa, he's still there. I didn't even realize. All right. Now, <laughs> we're, now we're past 3 o'clock. Adam no, shouts. Yes, we are 3.08. I'm looking at it. It doesn't matter. We didn't do 3 started late. Wedding in so, We're not going to develop anything with the words. We're not doing 15 minutes of words the kid doesn't get the pronunciation. <laughs> Come on. No, do, I get it. I just some more. Let's do some more, kid. It's kind of like boats and planes. Like I get boats float. Because of oh buoyancy, <laughs> and I get planes can fly because of aerodynamics, but I don't see how a fucking cruise ship can float. I get it, buoyancy. Like I, I get density, and like I, I, I get it. I get why it, why it works, yeah. but I don't get why a boat can float or a plane can fly. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank so, God, thank know. God, people like you exist. Too many dabs. <laughs> <laughs> Too many dabs with. The kid, the kid, not yeah. the champ. You're not even the champ at this Maybe point. Second. Yes, I will be soon. At this point, you're not. Oh no, you will be the champ soon. next week or whatever it is. Two, two weeks. weeks, two weeks. It's two so weeks. crazy how quickly these. Uh, so are uh, you up. can, if you go to sportsbook.co.uk right now, you can place your bets on Cannabis Cup. Uh, with no you can bet no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny though? That would be huge. That's cool. That would be huge. All right, let's wrap it up. Shout okay. out, to Adam. Damn. Or Mitch. I mean, Adam's the host, so he goes last. Mitch, your shout-outs. Usually, I, usually, I, go, usually I go, and he cuts it off, and oh, I, and then I whatever interrupt you guys him. Do, I don't give a fuck. Wow, you are salty as fuck. I want one of those. Where's your laser? It's not here. No. <laughs> stop bring that playing back games. Stop playing games. Burn stuff. Burn stuff. Shout-out to CC, my beautiful wife, and Nick down there. Hanging out in Boulder, swimming. They're all swimming again. Nice. So they love it. They love coming here. They love it. They're like, yeah, I want, they want me to come to the kids' house forever. Studio, I'm like, you know where we're going to move the studio back, and we're not going to be doing the kids' thing at the thing anymore. So oh, sorry. But there's a pool down the street. Wait, is Regis here? Let me get your shout-outs done. Oh, Regis yeah. is in. He came in. Well, the, the Ryan, we, we got a meeting, and you're taking too long. Get your <laughs> shout-outs done. 
That reached to Joe Pesci. Got, I can't say. Business. Is that a Joe Pesci Man, slash? Joe, Joe Pesci's like much more gangster and like high-pitched voice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Regis, Regis is off camera. He's yeah. all the way back in. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, kind of. Sometimes it hits it, but sometimes <laughs> it's a little too much. Uh. Uh, well, just get the shout-outs. All right. Of all course, right. Shout-out uh, to Ace Down the Farm. Shout out to uh, Anthony, get your shit together. <laughs> get some stuff going down there. Get your shit together. Guy, help me out. He's not, he's not getting shit. Get, get some shit together. Shit it's too together. cold. Everybody's like, it's, it's cold. cold. I'm like, you do cold. have you get layers. Get, get, get used to it. Get used to it. It's cold, Colorado. Um, you ski, yeah. Regis? Uh, I, I ski. I don't, I, I don't do it. I like to hang out at Shout the bar. Shout out to our, our, our boys over Guardian. I sit stuff at the bar too, and wait for the honeys. They didn't show up. They didn't We had a whole bunch of no shows. Some of them have nice Shout out to all the people who did not show up. I don't really yeah. know how to ski. We were supposed way. to have like too many people. It was going to be stressful, and we had no way to show Didn't up. didn't end up being a problem. No, it no was stress. okay. Stress I, free. I'm here. <laughs> the Rage man. If, as long as Rage is here, we're good. Uh, Rage with the Rage. That's yeah, what we call yeah, Wednesdays. Yeah. Wednesdays. Ray, we'll be, no, I don't know about that. That'll be probably Friday. Rage Friday will be more. I tried to pass that special. Wednesdays is going to try to be professional, right? They won't have Wednesdays. Sure, this is Rage is a professional. We bring this is pro. Okay. <laughs> I'm a I'm a professional. Professional. <laughs> a professional. In February. <laughs> of uh, course, shout out to my beautiful wife Reese, amazing little kiddo Farron, all you guys in the chat gang, everybody in the Facebook group. Uh, we'll see you next week where uh, we'll pull another exciting adventure out of out cannabis of our, time vortex. Not out of your ass. No. Well, possibly. I was going to say that. I you was going to say that. It's was probably going to come straight up. No, I feel like I planned it. Uh, you're good. I you're you're a planner. You're a good planner. I might have missed I, next week. I'll give week, you that. I'll give, what? It's all right. We still got a week. Another missing? Dun, Where are you dun, going? Dun. I might be missing soon, too. No, I'm know. not going to miss next week. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. No, we might do a show from Vegas. I got to talk to Jason about that. When are you going to Vegas? <laughs> Reach. <laughs> like Vegas Reach? Reach has a room there for us. I love Vegas. Where you get comped at? <laughs> we we uh, whoever I want. I'm really <laughs> do you play? Do you, what game do you play? I play the hookers. <laughs> hookers. Nice. And what do you drink? Reed? Coin <laughs> slots. Your drink? With the coin slots. I probably can't say that on this show. What you drink? It's dirty. It's dirty. It comes from the hookers. <laughs> Damn, Reed. You're hardcore. All right, raging with Reed. We're gonna get to That's it. That's how you keep so young. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Non-virgin Peace. blood. Later. <laughs>